Avatar's the party, and now it's Avatar to the party. We're gonna talk about four episodes of Avatar. We're gonna talk about the beach, the Avatar, and the Fire Lord, the Runaway, the Puppet Master. We're just rolling right into it. Woo-ha, here we go. Yeah, we're getting into the, like the last. It's Avatar. Yeah, we're in. Avatar. It's a. Uh, I had a good time actually last night. My housemates. They were like, it got to be late last night. I was like, okay, I gotta go watch Avatar. I gotta do my homework for the podcast. And they were like, we want to watch Avatar because they had not watched rewatched any Avatar since the first time they had watched it a couple years ago. After mm-hmm. I goaded them into trying it out, and so we watched these episodes together. And they were like, oh, Avatar's a fun show. I don't know if you cared much for these episodes, but it was funny watching with my housemates and especially kind of jumping in the middle of the third season. They were like, wait, what was happening at this point in the show? <laughs> Yeah. And uh, but we had a good time just watching the shit last night. So it was a good Saturday night entertainment. But oh god, I yeah. Like, so I what? like I like last week. You said, well, you know, we're pretty much done with all the filler episodes. <laughs> wow. And I said, oh, okay. And then I said, watch these episodes. And I said, hmm. <laughs> I technically, in my defense, if you go back, I think I think I do say, well, there's still some filler left after mm. next week because like oh, okay. seriously the first episode of the next week of avatar the party will be like ang freaking out about them invading the fire uh, fire nation and then it's like two or three episodes of them just invading the fire nation so yeah, yeah. this is kind of yeah i mean i it's, it's especially i know the beach and specifically is kind of a love it or hate it episode because plot wise nothing gets advanced because it's just all the fire nation characters just hanging out but I do love it from a character perspective, especially with Azula. It's the one relatively humanizing episode for Azula, where you get to see what a wreck she is when she tries to, like, engage with other people her age. That you kind of mm. see why she's just throwing herself entirely into this military career. I mean, aside from the fact that her dad's the Fire Lord. I mean, both, both Azula and Zuko are fucked up because they're the Fire Lord's kids. Because that guy's just a fucking asshole. But it's kind of funny to see them divorced from the main storyline and trying to, like, engage in other people their own age and trying to do normal teenage things and they're both broken that way. I always thought that's why I like the beach. It's so weird, though, having a show that kind of goofifies and, I don't know if humanizes is the right word because a lot of shows do that, but the the villains on the show? Yeah. It's weird to have just an episode where they're running around in swimsuits being idiots. <laughs> Especially it's like you're not making is... them appear super sinister here, guys. Well, because it is just a character piece. They're not trying to show <laughs> Especially so when the first time we saw Azula, she was like, hey, you better steer my boat into those rocks. Fuck the lighthouse or else I'm going to murder you. And, and now, now she's like, s- let's play volleyball and have fun. <laughs> yeah, I need to learn. I need to learn how to mac on on hot guys. And please, mm-hmm. someone t- t- teach me how to ha- how how to how to make how to make kisses with people. Yeah. So, but it's just, she's terrible at it. It's great. I love it. It's it's and you do get a little more insight into guess I guess Ty Lee and May, the other members of Teen Girl Squad. But yeah, yeah it's still I could see why this episode might drive people crazy. I'm s- <laughs> but I'm sorry. I'm. I'm, my computer's like having a heart attack in the middle of us recording right now, so apologies if anything sounds weird or I sound mm. a little distracted right now, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, the Avatar and the Fire Lord contain some... I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anything from the Avatar and the Fire Lord that carries forward that's... I mean, you get to find out that, like, I guess Zuko was related to both the Avatar and the Fire Lord, the previous ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Runaway, yeah... It's you be- said... You said when this season started, 
and we were listing off how each character got their own special episode. You say, yeah, Matuff doesn't have one because she's just too cool. And then BAM, the runaway. Yeah, the episode so good you forgot it existed. Was it? You know what? Was it the runaway? I wonder if I somehow missed, because all of a sudden we're watching The Runaway, and I was like, I don't remember any of this. Aside <laughs> from Maybe this, you missed it. Aside from the stuff with Combustion Man, but that happens okay. enough in other episodes that I like, was like, did I accidentally skip this episode back in the day? Because I don't mm. remember anything about, like, oh. like I, I would have at least remembered, like, Katara half-naked in a swimming pool listening to, like, uh, fucking <laughs> with uh, tears rolling down her face because that's what I'm into. Yeah, that's my fetish. And I would have been like, yeah, she's literally bathing <laughs> Naked in her own lady's tears. Crying. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I definitely remember the Puppet Master because that's the episode that you know uh, introduces bloodbending. Mm. Um, but like, yeah, so yeah, this is this is the last. Like, you know what? I don't even say it because somehow next week will magically be nothing but filler. <laughs> even though I'm looking at what happened, I know it's not filler, but like, uh, Jesus. But yeah, so. Did you, did, did, I guess we, I, we even talked about this last week, I guess we'll do blow, blow, blow. But, um, yeah, Beach, what happens? Well, it's Ember Island, it's, uh, where, if you're a Fire Nation person, you're important, I guess, you go on vacation, and Dad has to do some military meetings, so he sends his kids away to a vacation to get them out of there. I don't know why he couldn't just have it with them there, but whatever. Two saggy old titty old <laughs> women show them around. We've seen her they used before. to be she's... hot, I guess. Yeah, she's seen. I guess they're like because they were with uh, Azula. We haven't seen them since Azula. Are was those first the same introduced. characters? I think so. Because mm. we just—I mean—they're just like in the background for like the first time Azula got introduced like two seasons ago. But like, yeah, I guess they're the heralds of Azula. I guess. Hmm. Yeah, we see that they were hot, and we see that they're hot, not, not not hot now, because at some point they show off their flabby titties, which I was, I, I thought that was actually a bit, I'm surprised they got away with that on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Kind of yeah. showing flabby lady titties, but. Flabby lady yeah. titties. Yeah. Um. I did see there was a note about how, I guess, the original costume designs for all, for Ty Lee, May, and Azula all had to be redesigned, because I guess they, they, the first version of this episode they submitted to, like, the practice and standards people, they were like, no, that's too revealing. You have to, like, add some extra bits to their costumes. And so, you, you guys know. gave them camel toes. What are you doing? I'm trying to think about, like, how sexy they could have been because they're still pretty revealing as it is in the finished episode. Except for, like, May, the, 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 the sulky one. She's still pretty much just wearing her same outfit, but now she just has a bare midriff. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah. That's what I say, too. No, you're fine. Um, so it flops. It doesn't really spend a lot of time with the Aang gang at all. You no, pretty much get is... them swimming. And what it and, ends and with them it's... sending off a message and that's it, right? So, yeah. So uh, they're all swimming. And Toph is like, hey, Aang, should you be splashing around showing off your ta all your tattoos like that? Why is she the one that says that? That She's is weird. Blind. <laughs> she should not have. She should have no idea at all that he. Should she? Should she? Has she even mentioned? Was it something that happened like last week's episode where she was surprised that he even has tattoos? I don't remember. Much that less happening. he should. She shouldn't have. even know that he has tattoos unless someone's yeah. mentioned. Yeah, exactly. So it's weird that she would be the chastising about someone. How? Yeah. Well, especially for a character that they so consistently go out of their way to point out how everyone forgets that she's blind. It's mm -hmm. funny that when the character, when the showrunners themselves forget that she's blind. Yeah. 
Yeah, she'd throw that birthday cake to the floor, man. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't care about your rules. Man, she Toph would be the best person to buy birthday cakes for, because you could just buy any cake at the store, and she can't. You know, she's not gonna be able to read what it says. <laughs> waka waka. It says waka. happy birthday. Happy. Uh, it's what's... Ch it's uh, chocolate. Your favorite. <laughs> I can still taste. It's lemon. I know. Oh. Oh, hey, oh, happy. Whoops. What's the Jewish coming of age ceremony? Happy that. And she Happy bar mitzvah. And bar mitzvah, yeah. Bat mitzvah, mm. I guess, for your lady. Well, yeah. It, I'm trying to think of plot was if anything else happens, though. But, like, okay, so... But, yeah, it returns back... Well, they they get... He, Aang does slide down a slide and gets spotted by a couple random Fire Nation nerds that were, are guarding nothing yeah. in the middle of nowhere. And they send a me message bird out. Oh, uh, and they're like, the Avatar's alive! Because they're, they're the whole thing is they're like, oh, nothing ever happens, but then they find out the Avatar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they send a message. Which... I guess those guys immediately died after this because they never send any more messages or tell anyone else. I guess the there was a deleted alive. scene where Combustion mm. Man, he kills those guys. Which uh, that would have been kind of a funny... Because, like, they're presented as such light, light, fluffy characters. It would have mm. been actually extra great to see him, like, snuffing out these two dudes that were already presented as being kind of, like, wah-wah-wah characters. But Do they ever, yeah. like... I can't remember. Have they, up to this point, killed anyone on screen? like die or, is it, always, or is it always just like somebody killed someone in the fire nation i'm back trying in the to day think because like the fire i mean because like yeah like the fire nation killed uh sokka and katara's mom yeah and it's even weird too because even in the puppeteer the bloodbending episode like she talks about how the fire nation were kidnapping all the blood all the benders and that doesn't make mm -hmm. any sense why would they just be but i guess in terms of her story like her story kind of needs her to be dragged out of the, uh, the the water tribe and into the Fire Nation, which explains why she's living in the Fire Nation now. But like you think they would, her story would just be like, oh, they were just killing all the all the all the waterbenders. But yeah, I'm trying to think like in terms of like, like nobody's died on screen, right? I don't think they've done anything so far where they've even done the thing where it's like, oh, you can insinuate that someone dies. Like even Jet, who yeah, well, you already confirmed that he doesn't come back. Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of insinuated that he might be dead or something like that, but yeah, we definitely haven't seen any, unless I'm missing something super obvious, I don't think we've seen any on-screen deaths or even anything where it's kind of cuts away for a moment and even insinuates the person gets killed in the next second. But yeah, that, that, that I guess that would have been extra rough for those two guys to be the first on-screen murders. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good point, actually. I'm trying to think if there's actually anything else, because I'm trying to think of anything else where... Even in the, in the in the like half dozen episodes we've got left, if there's any kind of explicit like super deaths around, but yeah, I don't think so. But yeah, good point. I mean, Touché. there's definitely times where people have gotten like hit and exploded <laughs> and, and stuff. You yeah. could just assume they died. Exactly. Like, Aang's definitely killed some fools accidentally. That's well, we've pointed that out. Where well, like, there you know, was those motherfuckers didn't come out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but it's never. Hmm. Some some character got hit into the sun. Basically, I think Appa hit someone into the something sun. Something like that. Yeah. Like got at least people have definitely died. At but, least and, they died in low low Earth orbit because they got yeah. knocked so high into the sky. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good point. Actually, yeah. And I, yeah, that would have been especially weird if these would have been the first two mooks you would have. Even been insinuated it just been murdered for him. Like, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyhow, uh, Fire Nation Beach. Bad guys are doing beach stuff with some music happening all over the place. Yeah. And, uh, well, and also Zuko's, like... Zuko's there being just a garbage boyfriend <laughs> of a. He's, he, he. Well, man's not being <laughs> he autistic. Believe. He's trying, but he's getting like ice cream on her skirt. 
And like he's trying, but she's What's being an awful What's the first thing girlfriend. he tries to do? Oh god, I'm watching it now. I got ice cream is the first. Oh, he thing. just finds a shell, and he's like, oh, "The yeah. shell's." Put it, I do. Hey, put, <laughs> it's pretty good. Don't girls like pretty things? Yep. No. I, well, I like that he's trying it again because these characters are so utterly divorced from what normal human beings like, do. Have you met me? And I love that's her response. It's like, like. What what are you doing? Like like she she doesn't expect that kind of stuff from Zuko. So Zuko trying just even seems that much weirder. But yeah, uh -huh. and that that then he tries with the ice cream and he actually dumps the ice cream on her. It's not like she's uh, upset, but she's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Also that is the, weird. The... What girl would be impressed by a shell you just literally just picked up from right next to you? Like that's. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. It's got a dead seagull inside it. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. Well, all this is happening, Ty Lee is just getting all the attention because she's got big tits and she's just flopping around dancing and doing headstands mm -hmm. and all the guys are all like, Ooh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and then they also um, decide... What is... I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. You <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, that's... What, hey. what is the volleyball you play with kicks? Because it's an actual game. And the, the, watching people play it is bananas. I'm trying to think. I didn't even occur to me that they're playing that kind of... Because they are doing the kicky... I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, oh, uh, I it's can't obviously... pronounce that. <laughs> it's obviously that they chose that for this because you get to see the Fire Nation kids doing all their, like... Especially Azula being such a kicky warrior and stuff. And It's called... Sipak-Takra. Oh, what? Sipak-Takra. Is that, like, from Thailand? Also called kick volleyball. Oh, kick volleyball. Okay, yeah. Well, actually, you think that would be more of an Olympic sport than normal volleyball because that's like extra athletic. It's if you're doing like freaking bananas watching people over play the that. fucking net and shit. Yeah. I didn't even occur to me that they're not playing anything but like anything but a non-standard version of of volleyball. It's good eye. Too came sure. from Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. Capoeira. No, the Capoeira is Brazil. Malaysia's on the other side of the goddamn Pacific, you lazy son of a bitch. <laughs> um, no, that's interesting. Okay. And they kill Which, these people by playing volleyball with them. I get. I almost actually, now that you bring that up, I almost kind of wonder if that might be an intentional thing because of the Fire Nation being kind of a South Seas, Japanese, South Pacific kind of like place. That may have, that could potentially be an intentional thing. Yeah, it's probably mostly just because they wanted to see how the... The, they the wanted to make their well battle. Yeah, they wanted well they wanted volley they wanted volleyball but they wanted to make it yeah. martial artsy so yeah martial arts exactly yeah so. yeah fucking tryhards man <laughs> so uh what's her name Tylee gets invited to a party and everybody else is like hey we're coming too and like, okay that's how they get invited because like everyone else is deeply unpopular because yeah Ch Chad and Romjom. <laughs> Nobody knows who they are. They don't know they're princes and princesses and... That and is... I mean, I guess it's before there's no friends. photography, so there's no, like, obvious way to, like... Even though Zuko's face was plastered all over being a... And, uh, and Zuko the, would be the most obvious! Like, yeah. it's Zuko... Like, his face is toast. Like, how do you mm -hmm. not know who that is? Yeah. You'd think uh, at this point, since his hair's long enough now, you'd think he'd start uh, combing it over his eye and give the, like... 10-year-old oh. kids in the audience something to draw because when you don't know how to draw two <laughs> eyes yet, you just draw a lot of characters with their hair over their one eye. I love that you tweeted last night your son's first drawing of something that you could actually recognize. Mm -hmm. he drew he a rocket, a rocket, rocket. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a great little touchstone. Um, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, no, exactly, yeah. I mean, the last thing we need is an even more emo Zuko, though. That well, would we be... get it. <laughs> oh, God. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You can get it. So, uh... 
elsewhere the uh chicky chicky boom boom man uh his, his he's got a bird and it intercepts the message and he burns it i don't know if we ever see that hawk guy like because he has a hawk i don't know if we ever see that again because yeah. like this distinguishing characteristic is he can blow stuff up with his mind. Not so much that he has he a just... hawk that kills other hawks. But, yeah. Is he just plucking all the random, all the messages out of the air just That's in case someone might have something about the avatar in it? How many, me uh, how many necessary messages are not getting anywhere? Because he's just destroying all messages that are getting out of this <laughs> island. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I can. Is it even suggested that he's on the same island as these guys? As the main. Is this even even suggested? Is this happening? At, like both these story threads are even happening even on the same island? I don't know. You tell me, Map Man. That's touche. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Damn. I've never. I feel like I'm soaking wet because you turned the table. So <laughs> I should have done research better for this episode. Then. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. Actually, if I didn't think it would crash my computer, I would totally bring up the map right now, but yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> we do. I know Ember Island, though. The island they're on now. We get to see this island a little bit more in the future, but yeah, I can't remember mm. if this is where the kids are supposed to be, too, but anyway. It doesn't matter. That's pretty much all we That's see all we ever see at the very exactly end. Yeah. yeah. And the rest so, of this is just uh, beach party annex. Not even yeah. beach party. Now we're just at the no. house party. Yeah. Yeah, they go there at dusk because the party's going to be happening from dusk till dawn, and Azula's trying to act human. And it's Ugh. creepy. This may be the creepiest shit Azula does in the entire series, where she's trying to I... integrate with normal people and just. Oh, I that's wish... a sharp I... outfit, Chan, because it'll sink a battleship. And oh my god, yeah, I'm sorry. Go I, ahead. I I wish if they were gonna do this and make her seem like kind of a, a idiot. Uh, that they, they had just stuck with it and had it go this entire time. Like, why make her? She should yeah. just not be able to function with other humans at all. <laughs> that, like all I mean, of her, all of her threats are really lame and pathetic. And yeah, and everyone else sense. is just yeah. She just can't emotionally connect with anyone else. That's one of the benefits if like they were to remake this in another medium. That's one of the things you would do. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're not wrong, but. It's not worth it for however the other mistakes you can make when, especially if you're trying to make a live action remake of this. But that's yeah. entirely, yeah, that's a really good point, actually. But as it Tight. stands, this is the one time we ever get to see any of that. But, yeah. mm. Not to say that would be more entertaining to see her constantly flailing with other people, but yeah. No, but it's a It would be fun more organically inter integrated than it is, yeah. Because yeah. um, she goes from psychopath to moron. That's, yeah. It, it's... And, and like and you've like always said, talked to, you've talked about in prior episodes how you love that she's smart. I, well, that's and the it's, funny it's, thing is the, I love that I mean, she's I know, really I know, smart in certain ways, I know, though. I kind of I know that. there's a difference between being like smart and conniving and and, and, and socially, with, yeah. yeah. But I feel like if you if she is gonna be able to manipulate the Earth Nation's king and get her way in there, she should be able to know how to fake talk to humans. That's like a good this, point. This, where this she episode's like, like, she doesn't know how to fake talk although to Although even nobody. getting sneaking into the Earth Kingdom was still kind of like a military kind of like maneuver. Mm. Like, I could kind of see why I understand what you're talking about too, because they are both, like, the way she integrated herself into the Earth King Earth King's inner circle still does require a basic kind of social understanding that she is completely lacking in this episode. But, although then again, mm -hmm. at least even in the Earth Kingdom stuff, she was still dealing with other military people. This, she's just dealing with other teenagers who yeah. only value her, depending, because they don't know who she is. They only value her on her social skills and her looks. And I guess, I guess her looks don't really don't matter either way. 
But like, I don't know. I I can see what is you're it? talking about though. Is it ever said if she's supposed supposed to be attractive or not? Oh, uh, I don't think anyone. That's the one thing I don't. Because think... it's it's hard to tell with ex, ex women's looks designs. are not really remarked upon that often. I, in fact, actually, the fact that when it was actually kind of shocking when Katara compliments Toph for being attractive or like earlier when they first met. That's for oh, it's actually kind of funny because that episode where they were first arguing right after Toph joined up. It's kind of like the counterpoint to this week's episode where they're arguing about all the gambling and stuff like that. But yeah, I, that's one of the few times that anyone's attractive uh, attractiveness is mentioned in the entire show that I even remember now. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you could assume that she's supposed to be, you know, pretty. I mean, I think she's hot just because she's voiced by What's-Her-Face, and I just love her as a voice actress. But um, but yeah, it's, I, aside from everyone talking about how Ty Lee... All the guys are so hot for Ty Lee in this episode. I think that may be the most kind of like mention of anyone being attractive in the entire show, actually. Mm. Yeah. So, which again, which makes sense. There's not room for that kind of stuff. But although when you're mm. talking about the world of teenagers, of course, who's hot and who's not, and that becomes much more of a thing all of a sudden. So, it makes sense that this would be the only episode where that becomes an issue for anybody. Yeah, so. So, Zuko goes and gets May food, and then Azula goes and talks to one of the boys after. Uh, Tylee gives her coaching on how to just laugh at everything they say and you'll be popular because <laughs> Azula's kind of jealous that she's yeah. a popular girl. And that's kind of, yeah, again, it's... It all is... you gotta do is act shallow and stupid and say every, everything they see is funny. Azula letting her guard down enough to actually ask for advice from Tylee, which seems to be a big deal for Azula that, that she even does that and yeah, she gets that advice and and mangles it when she puts it to use. What? What are you talking about? Oh, she goes God. out there and talks to one of the boys at the party. Get They get a romantic kiss. And she says so they'll be the most dominant couple in the world and rule over the earth. And, and she cackles. and Yeah, she actually gets a kiss there. Energy. But then she ruins it because she suddenly has to jump forward to like, oh, the dynasty that they're going to uh, establish as a power couple. And of course, the mm -hmm. guy's all like, oh. Um, I can't, is that the moment too, like, leading up to this, when Ty Lee's giving, uh, when Ty Lee gives Azula advice? I think there's a moment where the reason Ty Lee actually offers her advice is because Azula apologizes for being cruel to his, uh, Ty Lee just a little bit earlier. I think that is the only time in the entire series where Azula actually apologizes, earnestly apologizes to somebody, is mm. when she hurts Ty Lee's feelings a little bit in the middle of this episode. And so that again, that's the, the entire run of the series is the one time Azula we get to see it to Azula honestly apologize for something too, leading up to this mm. this failed kiss with this guy out on the porch. But yeah, so. someone knocks over Zuko's food that he's bringing to me, and he's he gets upset at him because he says, "Hey, that's for my cranky girlfriend," <laughs> which. I know he's saying that because she's cranky because she's hungry, but that could just be the description of her all the time. I love that. My, I, the funny thing is, that, like, May, even if she heard that, she would be agree with him. Like, she wouldn't, like, yeah, yeah she wouldn't be offended. But, oh, no. Some other guy's talking to her, and he erupts like an asshole, and it erupts all over her, saying, oh, man, and talking to other boys. And uh, at least he has emotions, and she's when she's like, "Hey, how about you? Know, don't blow up over nothing." And he's like, "At least I have emotions." And then she tells him he's a big asshole, and, and then says, "We're over. We're done. I'm out of here. Peace and loser." And they should be. They're a terrible match. And I don't. <laughs> I that's what I'm saying. They're either two. the best match or the worst match. They're kind of both at the same time. Because like mm. I said, May's such a blah nothing, and a Z and Zuko's such a mess. 
-hmm. that I can see why they're together, but they're also, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Zuko gets kicked out of the party and goes for a walk on the beach all the way to their giant mansion that they stayed at when they were kids and he has emotions. Yeah, I guess the Fire Lord staying... has a beach why... house. Yeah. Why aren't they staying at their mansion beach That's house? A t why are they not just hanging? Because, of course, there's not a plot there. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it is kind of insane anyway because Zuko goes in there. It's all dark and musty and, and, and dusty. And like, I could see that maybe like at least Zuko wouldn't want to stay there because it seems to be... Like, the fact that it seems to be a place, uh, place they used to be happy at would is actually a little bit hurts them too much to stay in there, I mm -hmm. guess. I don't know. I, you mm -hmm. could say that, but, yeah, I don't know. Could be. It's just lazy. I don't know. They, they <laughs> it's too walk far up a hill. to walk until unless yeah. he's depressed. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, elsewhere, the Aang gang's attacked by the metal man who shoots yeah. lasers out of the third eye on his I head. I remember when how he, whenever this he, resolves. Whenever he grunts. And is it bending? Is it magic? I don't know. They don't... They... Spoilers? They really never explain. It's just... Hmm. It's just there. This is just his shtick. It's not like hmm. he ever turns around and says, Hello, I will now explain to you exactly what it is that I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a weird abnormal abnormality, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, shit. So I he's up. fighting at them. And then back at the... the Teen Girl Squad group, uh, Azula finds Zuko at the building being all sad and moping and is like, come to the beach with me. And then May's down there and Zuko's like, hey, where's your new boyfriend? And then he goes and she's all harumph, but he goes and sits by her and is like, are you cold? And tries to put his arm around her like, Zuko, come on, man. <laughs> I think everybody's here bad at reading emotions. Exactly, yeah. Well, and this, and this, the whole rest of the episode is just the breakfast club where everyone's just like diagnosing each other's problems and kind of why do they do bit. that though you could i i know it's a kid show for babies but at the same time just What's let that? us figure out you don't have to spell out what their issues are well you really don't even need this episode because you can yeah. easily skip this episode even with the with sparky sparky Bootman chasing the the ang gang like, mm -hmm. he chases them in other episodes, so you could completely skip this episode and not miss anything plot-wise. This whole episode just exists pretty much for the last, like, ten minutes of this episode where it turns into the Breakfast Club and they're all just like, Yo, the only reason you do this is because of this. And, like, they're just clearing that each other. And, like, I mean, that's why I think it's a really good character episode, just because... And, like, <clears throat> especially because you don't need it. But I like the fact that it's here. I mean, you already understand what's going on with Zuko. You could assume a lot of this with the Zula. But I do like that even Ty Lee and May get their own little deconstructions about what's going on well, with them. Zula doesn't really get anything. She just says, my mother thought I was a monster. <laughs> she was right, of course, <laughs> but she thought I was. I love that her thing is exactly like, oh, I'm a monster. And, and mom thought I was a monster, and, her, and she was absolutely correct, but it still hurt anyway. I love that Azula's not actually that much... Like, Azula is just... She knows what her damage is. It's just, she's yeah. just like, oh, well, what can you do? But... <laughs> what can you do? I'm a psychopath. But that's kind of... I love that's kind of her whole thing. But at least she's willing to own up to it, and, like, you know, she realizes that she's not, like, that psychologically complex. But, of course, you have still have Zuka. Zuko is still wrestling with his bullshit, and just... But I do like it. I guess this was the Breakfast Club was enough enough of an inspiration for this whole scene. I guess in the rough cut of this, they dropped in "Don't You Forget About Me" over the end credits, just as a joke. Mm. Uh, because this is you. We've done the. Well, you've seen the Breakfast Club, right? Yeah, I hate it. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I know. I can totally see why this would drive you nuts, then, because it's just a bunch of teenagers just bitching at each other about stuff. Yeah. 
To the point that Azula, yeah, Tai Lee tries to put on lipstick with her tits. And then <laughs> and Azula's slow clap and it's just, fuck you, I hate you. Yeah, but anyway. And then they all get high in a way that nobody ever gets high on and they, marijuana. Yeah, they do especially a make, 80s marijuana. Yeah, and they make over uh, 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 May and now she's suddenly wearing white and it's really gross and weird. And like she's suddenly mm -hmm. kind of happy and, and up. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's almost like that guy was a bad writer or something. <laughs> God, fucking... That was out of his fucking mind. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, anyway. they 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 all yeah they, they and then they decide to go blow up the, the the dude's house and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know what? It's kind of a super dick move because these are like the richest, most powerful people in the Fire Nation, and the fact that they just go to a stranger's house and destroy it for no reason. Kind of fucked. You think that would trigger my class Don't. issues? The only thing that they did is they kicked them out of the party when they were yelling at each other. And to a party they were like- Not they... even- only Zuko. <laughs> and, and the only person in this whole group that was invited was Ty Lee. And, they, and, the, and then they show up and wreck the place because they got like personally insulted and just like- mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of funny when they go in there and like, you know, Ty Lee swinging from the chandeliers and- May is like just like using her fucking hidden flying house, house of flying dagger shit to like wreck shit. And, but it's funny, but then, yeah, it just cuts and then Smash cuts to a really weird, overly rendered painting of all of, of all the, the, the our heroes, I... our four dirtbag Fire Lord <laughs> heroes, like in front of the burning house, smiling and, and hugging each other. And it's just yeah. like, okay, that's weird. I, I it, do love this episode, but it's it is odd. It was. It was the painting that was used on the newspaper that says 15 die in tragic That's totally house exactly. party fire. <laughs> I could totally see that being in the next morning's newspaper. Yeah, yeah I guess the point where after Zuko asks May if she's cold, he's like, oh, a bit of fire. There's plenty of stuff to burn up there. And he looks at their, like, summer house. Or you're a firebender. There's plenty of stuff to burn. And Everywhere. And <laughs> Especially when it's just driftwoods, they could burn clothes or something like that. Yeah. It's funny yeah. that he has to volunteer to build a fire. Because you think Azula would just, like, you'd have to, like, keep her from starting fires all the time because she's a fucking nutcase, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. again, yeah, like I said, I actually really do like that episode, if just for the humanizing, slight humanizing of Azula, I, even though it could have been more organically baked into the show. I liked it okay until they started diagnosing each other, and then I was like, oh, come on, God, Jesus, yeah. And again, of course, I like that shit, because... Yeah. Got a bit too much of Zuko be like, I have everything I want, but I'm still mad, and they're all like, who? Who are you mad at? Who? And he's like, I don't know. Me, I guess. I don't know. I don't wife it just runs into the water and just like, hey, yeah, leave me alone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. God. Avatar, the last airbender, everybody. Woo. Yeah. But then after he, he cries and shows emotions, May is like, oh, yeah. Oh, there's a point where uh, he is yelling at May. You know, at least I have emotions. You just sit there. You don't do anything. And she's like, oh, Azula says something quippy or something. And she's yeah. like, hey, why don't you shut up? And he's like, I like it when you have emotions. And he gets a bit too like, hey, this is what I'm into. <laughs> yeah. I did not like that. Again, a little bit of peek in their private lives. A little bit uh -huh. too much where it's like, oh, no. Yeah. Did they all, after they after setting that house on fire, did they all go onto the beach and just like fuck each other? Like, what happened? I don't want to know. But I'm sure people have drawn <laughs> pictures and wrote in fan fiction about it. Oh, there's lots of fan fiction about it, I'm sure. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I, is Avatar... I, I know the answer to this question already. <laughs> 
But it's one that's got its own dedicated, like, fan fiction website that's got thousands and thousands of There's stories. There's gotta be. Right? Yeah. I've, I've seen, just even enough, I've seen enough Zula Zuko porn that, like, mm. yeah, I, yeah. And aside just even from, like, the normal non-pornographic shippers and everything like that, and, like, people out there drawing pictures of fucking Momo and fucking cabbage merchant like, stuffing cabbages into each other's asses. Like, there's so such specific weird relationship. Co- like, Princess Yui, Yui the Moon Princess, fucking... Oh, God, I'm trying to even think. Like, there's probably every possible combination of just, like, I don't know, fucking the boomy. panda spirit. Boomy. Yeah, Boomy just fucking planet Earth. Like, he's mm-hmm. dating planet Earth. Yeah, not dating. He's just fucking, but yeah. He's getting pegged by the planet Earth, but with a big mm-hmm. rock cock and his big old ancient boomy butt, but yeah. Yeah, and that leads <laughs> us to the Avatar and the Fire Lord. Yeah, which. Yeah! Uh, what happens? Well, Roku tells. Uh, and, uh, uh, Avatar Roku shows up in Aang's dream and tells him, hey, go to some island. It's out of the, in the, uh, where is, I used to live and uh, find out how this whole kafafa war started. I thought this was a flashback Baka. to the last time Baka. Avatar Roku showed up in a dream of Aang's to be like, go to this island and do a thing. Mm. I will give you information. No, this is just him doing it a second time because that's what yeah. he did like in the middle of the first season. But, yeah. yeah. Zuko gets a note uh, in the hallway outside his bedroom that says, uh, hey, you got to learn about your great grandfather. It will reveal your destiny. Bum, bum, bum. So Aang Lang's at Roku's home, which is just a volcano, and it's all covered in ash. There used to be a village there, but it all got buried. Hey, you see that volcano explode? Yeah, no, it's funny that, like, yeah. That Actually, there's something else. Bananas. There's something I'll talk about later on this week, uh, that I did later on this week that was all about exploding volcano, too. But like, oh, okay. Well, put <clears> a yeah, you saw, pin in that. Did you see the stuff about, like, like a little bit of a tsunami hitting, like, even Oregon coast? Oh, it like, did the it, entire West Coast. Well, I know the entire West Alaska, Coast. But, like, Washington, even in Oregon, California, there was, like, Oregon, a little foot yeah. and a half tall wave. Yeah. Like, that hit. Like, by the time it hit Oregon, it wasn't. It was technically a tsunami, but it wasn't, you know. It got the duck slightly more wet yeah. than usual. And Patrick Swayze was like, I'm going to surf it. <laughs> exactly. Well, I saw. Like, oh, yeah, when they said they could hear the blast seven hours later in Alaska. Yeah. And, yeah, and the barometric, uh, the air pressure. A shockwave traveling across the entire planet that was like measurable from space. It's yeah. just fucking crazy, but yeah, right. but yeah. Anyway, so these guys land at at least <laughs> compared to the island that exploded this week in the South Pacific. At least these people only got buried under the ash, whereas that island just exploded. There's no island left, so yeah. at least these guys had the time to like get away before just lava spilled all over the place. So this is like less of an explosion than what we saw. What we saw in the real world this week, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, uh, back at the Fire Lord's place, Zuko asks his sister, Hey, you know anything about Great Grandpa? And she's like, Yeah, because I studied in school, you dingus. He spent his young years preparing for war, he used the comet when it got close to fuck shit up, and then it got named after him, and he died very old and successful. Chop, chop. And Zuko's like, Yeah, but how did he die? And she's like, Old and in his sleep, asshole. Oh, on the Ash Island. Oh, and that's right, because it. that's the whole thing of, like, the death of that Fire Lord is what caused Zuko and Azula's dad to become Fire Lord, right? No, that you know, we're talking about his great-grandfather. Great-grandfather. So. Okay, so there's a missing... Okay, so we actually don't know exactly how that Fire Lord died. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
So, uh, Aang meditates on that Ash Island and goes to hang out with Avatar Roku and, uh, find a zoo elsewhere. Zuko finds a secret message that you see when the light flame is lit on the note he got that says the Fire Sages keep the secret history in the Dragon Bone Catacombs. Why is it a secret message? Why does yeah. it got to be secret on there? Why does it got to be secret? <laughs> Especially as the prince of the Fire Nation, you think he would have easier access to any of this information, but... No, he has to go in there. He can't. He can't be seen by anyone else. It has to be yeah. secret information. Like, yeah, I, they're just trying to present I'm, this information. I'm just, being, yeah, I'm. I'm more asking why did because uh, it revealed at the end of the episode that Uncle wrote the note to him. Why did Uncle have to make it a secret on the note? Why didn't he just That's what I'm saying. say just like P.S. P.S. Go check out the Dragonbone Caverns. He could have just. I mean, I guess he wanted Zuko to like read all that stuff by himself but he, he could also just written the note ps your 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 avatar was your grand great grandfather too like mm -hmm. if you just want to get the information out like less dramatically you could have done that too but you yeah. know and just yeah. dramatic welcome to nickelodeon dra drama you gotta draw it out you gotta <laughs> yeah. make it mysterious so so Roku and Sozin, Fire Lord Sozin, were the best just of buddies. They shared a lot of things and birthdays, and at one of those birthdays, Sozin found out he was the Ding Dang Avatar, and uh, and and he had to travel the world. He didn't need a pack, and he didn't need nothing. But uh, Sozin gave him the prince headdress, which is only for royalty. But they're best friends. I wonder. Family. So they, wonder it's all gravy, baby. If that's a retcon, because I think we've seen since then. That hairpiece that Roku wears is what, like, the Crown Prince is supposed to wear in other episodes. And I kind of mm. wonder if this is their way of kind of, like, explaining why Roku, who is not royalty, would be wearing, like, a, a piece of royal headgear. Or unless maybe maybe they well, always meant to do that, but, like, I don't know. But, yeah. These, this up, uh, finishing off these episodes, this, this whole, well, more so these last couple, this season has felt like, a lot of people talked to the creators and writers and were like, hey, how come this didn't happen? How come this? How come that? And they just were like, oh, we should put that in. Oh, that should yeah, be an should episode. We in. can make a whole episode. Yeah. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, you're right. People could sweat Ben, huh? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. It was funny, again, watching this stuff with my housemates last night. They were like, before we got to the bloodbending episode, like, there's the sweat bending. Yeah, Joshua Mahar, like, was there something about, like, bloodbending? Or, like, oh, yeah, that, no, that's, like, the next episode where they finally get around to you know, talking about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, I'm glad they, they delved into these topics, though. Yeah. Even though, technically, that, again, this is just filler, technically just filler until the actual main plot of the show resumes again, but, yeah. Yeah. There's a joke about how Aang is meditating, and it looks like he's taking a dump, but he's just riding a spirit. <laughs> it's <ride>. just... <laughs> And they even do, like, a big womp womp, like, fart blast when he's, like, mm -hmm. squeezing. It's just a little bit like, okay, even Nickelodeon standards, it's like, okay, come on in a little bit, yeah. So Roku learned at the Southern Air Temple, and he was just a big silly goose with Aang's old teacher there. And... Yeah, you get to see a little kid version of Monk Yatsu, yeah. Yeah, who just looks like... He looks other... like Aang! <laughs> he looks like every other airbender. Yeah. He also yeah, had waterbending. I, I, I mean, granted, the only thing we really saw of Monk Yatsu, except for, like, once... Like, one second in a flashback, we've seen a skeleton, so I guess it's yeah. hard to be like, Oh, he looks like a skeleton, I guess, but yeah. Mm -hmm. He also learned waterbending, mastered that, kicked, it, kicked its booty, and then he learned mastered earthbending, too. Great, He's great at everything. Yeah. 12 Takes him 12 late. years, but he becomes yeah. a, like a fully realized avatar, mm -hmm. yeah. Which actually doesn't, doesn't seem that long, because all that training and stuff, I'm sure when you're doing it for 12 years, 
it feels a lot, but like, man, I've been doing shit for longer than 12 years and I've not become an avatar. I feel like I'm wasting my time in life. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're not the avatar, what are you doing? I, I mean, it took me longer than that to beat the fucking first Castlevania. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I only beat the first Castlevania like two years ago. Jesus Christ, what am I doing with my life? And yeah. after those 12 years, he came home and the firewood was, it was like, everyone bows to me and you just walk in here because everybody yeah. does but you. <laughs> and then he, there was a girl he was oogling earlier in the episode and he married that girl. And, so... And they, mm. Yeah. If I'm trying to think, so is that like the Fire Lord's like cousin or something like that? Um, I'm trying to figure no, out like the how they it, make I'm, it so. I'm trying so, to figure out how the bloodlines work here. I, not not it, that they go into detail about it, but because if he's related to the uh, Zuko's mom, one of her grandparents would have to be the kid of. The, uh, is that all it takes? It. Okay, that's yeah, all it takes. Okay, so it, it's not a pre-existing. It's a, it's something that would happen in unless after well, this. It, could, it could also be uh, uh, one of the Fire Lord's parents was the kid of. Wait, yeah, no. yeah. One of the one of the the previous Fire Lord uh, kids was uh, the Avatar's kid. Oh God! I, I assume they don't ever clear up. <laughs> no, I, or if they did, related. I forgot about it. I know there's even more fuckery because spoilers in the comics. You find out that like Azula's mom went off and like had another family, so Zuko's got like a half sister out there that he doesn't even find out about until later on or something like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the whole everything with the bloodlines with the Zuko and and the Fire Lord and all this stuff is all just I've never I've never really made head or tail about what's going on, but yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just all all the same. Like, it's know. stuff. It's <laughs> Game of he, Thrones weird. He was shit. once related to the Avatar, which I which guess I don't is see a, why that would a be shocking twist. Huge deal because like the Avatar, like the fact that he's related by blood to an Avatar, like I can see what the show's trying to say that like. Zuko is, is comprised of both good and evil because he's a descendant of both an evil Fire Lord and a good Avatar. But mm. it's not like. But wouldn't wouldn't it's history reductionist to be like that? Like, yeah, it's I don't know. But also, wouldn't the Fire Nation, the Fire Nation, like, the, the yeah, the, their writings paint Roku as as a, a villain, dick, yeah. as a traitor and a, a villain. I'm surprised. Like, if if anything, that would justify why this information is more is so hidden. Because it would be a terrible secret mm -hmm. that this Fire Lord, or would it be a? I'm trying to even. Because they have like a whole temple to him, don't they? They have a whole temple, yeah. No, and like they they were keeping like his his temple, like like they 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 it was it was a place. It's not like they went and destroyed it. They were like where they were like, oh fuck this this avatar. It seemed like like at least when yeah we found out that the Fire Nation was kind of keeping watch over his old temple that they were like maintaining it in a, in a good way it's not like they were like oh yeah. fuck the fuck this avatar so i i'm assuming do all, all do all the past uh, fire nation avatars have their own little temple scattered around? i guess so so does everyone get like a little island like temple like what's going on everyone get it's like it's it's like when the united states president gets their own library museum mm. like does every exactly does every previous avatar get like a little like they have their home nation builds them like a little temple, like of like little, like little museums and stuff. Like yeah, but seems like it. Yeah. So uh, at this wedding, uh, the Fire Lord took uh, uh, 
Sozin aside and is like, hey, it's been really cool having you around. And you know what? I've been thinking the rest of the world sucks shit. Earth Nation, <laughs> Water Nation, they're all Garbo, right? We're the Fire Nation. We're really cool. What if we took them over and made everybody as happy as us? With you by my side, we could totally do that. And Soku, Soku. Sozin is like, how about we never talk about this again? Because that's some bullshit. I'm going to go bang my wife now later. <laughs> and then 25 years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turns out that asshole didn't listen to him at all and started invading the Earth Kingdom. And Roko shows up and is like, hey, hey, stop. No. Grabs him by the nape of the neck. That. Rubs his, his nose in the puddle of piss he just made in the mm -hmm. Earth Kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Rope, he, then this idiot, this Fire Lord moron, decides he's going to attack a Avatar, and of course it doesn't go well, and Roku's is like, hey, I'm not going to kill you, because we were friends, but uh, stop doing all the nasty things, or else I'm going to donk you up real bad for reals. Is this something every Avatar has to deal with, or someone... Because I guess in every generation, everyone has to be reminded, like of what a motherfucker the Avatar can be. Because, like, does like everyone it. have to deal with someone, like, some dipshit being like, oh, I'm gonna threaten the Avatar. And the like, Avatar's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'll fucking <laughs> kill you if you do this. It seems like every Avatar would have to go through this because everyone always forgets, but yeah. And I guess this is a little bit different that, like, the person threatening the world is actually best, used to be best friends with the Avatar, but yeah. Also, I'm kind of surprised they could have made a little more of a plot point, the fact that they share a birthday. Like... I thought that was going to be a little more of a plot point where, like, it would have been interesting it, that if Sozin could have wondered if he was going to turn out to be the Avatar, because if, if they were born on the same, because they seem to be the same age, if mm -hmm. they have the same birthday, that means they were born at the same time, which would have been right around the time the last Avatar died. Sozin could have been just as much a, uh, 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 candidate. a candidate to be the next Avatar, too. And, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm assuming if this, if this like, this episode could have been longer that could have been an extra plot point and an extra dynamic they could have added into the relationship between uh sozin and roku but like it's funny that like it's weird that they even just go out of the way to mention they're born on the same birthday because it, like that's a detail that's not even really needed but actually does raise some more questions about like what the relationship would have been like with roku turning out having to be the avatar stuff but anyway so fucking 25 anyway, years later yeah 12 years later roku's island's blowing up like crazy whoa and everybody uh, living on there is just getting their shit kicked in I by thought, uh, the lava and stuff i misremembered this as being something that roku or uh sozin had done but no i guess it's mm -hmm. just a natural just volcanic yeah. eruption yeah yes even if uh, it was far away uh sozin could see see and feel it at yeah the, sozin just has to be palace. on a boat watching that <laughs> i guess he just happens to be watching the island from yeah. offshore when it happens so i guess yeah mm-hmm and then um uh roku uses his avatarness to try to stop the lava and stuff and let people escape on the boats. He gets his gets his yeah. wife to safety or whatever. There's one wife it, you get to see two shots of, and then you never hear about it in anything ever again. But yeah, yeah. We, and then, but then it all started going bad for him. But then, what he needed was a friend, and Sojin shows up and just in time to say, "Need a hand, friend." And all the people are on boats. What's he doing? Why is he still on there? Making the guess, lava move around. Because the whole island's already covered in lava. At this point, yeah. it'd be more just about like rescuing. Roku, because the island is forfeit now. But yeah. no, Roku decides he still needs to fight the volcano. And there's just more stuff of, like, yeah, Sozin and... 
and Cell just randomly went. Is there anything that happens? So they, 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 they do it. They try to save stuff, and then uh, uh, so Roku just like gets a he gets yeah. a blast of hot lava fart gas in his face, and is like, eh, "It's toxic." Blah blah blah. Help me, Flan. And his Flan, Sozin says, "Not Sozin." Uh, wait, oh, which Sozin. Yeah, so is the Fire Sozen, Lord Roku's the Sozen Avatar, says, yeah. hey, without you around, all my plans can come true. And then he flies <laughs> off on his dragon. Why'd he even show up to help him? He takes his cheek, he takes his finger, points it into his cheek and twists it, and he says, it becomes true. You thought I was going <laughs> to help says you. the most mocking, like, Mimi. It is. It it's is, weird. Why'd he show up at all? That, like, because, like, again, because I, uh, I misremember this as being essentially an assassination attempt by Sozin that like he somehow caught but it's weird that like no it just all just seems to be just a natural accident that Sozin decides he actually is earnestly trying to help it, it isn't until there's a moment of weakness Roku's in danger well it's funny because he rescues him out of danger but then they do a little more fighting the volcano and it's when Roku's back into danger one more time that Susan's like, I mean, emotionally, it kind of makes. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, it's a little. Yeah. Because you think he could have <laughs> just never even showed up and let him die if that's his own. Yeah. Yeah, why did he show up? And I could even see if it was a thing like maybe Susan wanted to show up and like rescue all these innocent people and then let Roku die. But the fact that like he only showed up until after everyone had been rescued anyway, and he only mm -hmm. seemed to show up in the first place to save Roku, and then randomly he suddenly goes, and eh, maybe not so much with saving Roku. <laughs> and yeah, and then he just lets he just flies away on his dragon. Roku's dragon curls up around Roku. So I guess Roku's still buried like ten feet underneath where the kids are on the island in modern day. I guess. Mm, I and guess, then the, yeah. the camera flashes away, and you see Aang just not being. I technically it's the moment Aang's being born, but then there's like shadow people just holding him in the air. Even in this flashback, he doesn't seem like he was born as much as he was just kind of like created out of thin air. And the music goes da 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 da. Because the show never talks about, even in this moment where he could even have, maybe have the silhouette of his parents there. It's not even suggested like there's a couple nuns there holding him but like, yeah, what? Like Again, the one time the show could have done anything to show like how airbenders reproduce or anything like that, they totally punt on it even here. And yeah. that's pretty much the end of the episode, you know? Yep. Um, well, no, actually, well, there's like... No. Oh, it's not really the, because fucking Zuko goes to talk to his... 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 Yeah. His uncle. And his uncles are like, I... Ah, I sound different now. How are you doing? <laughs> Some of them. Some of the lines, I think, are still... You think so, yeah. I think they were... I appreciate that guy play. doing a pretty good... Trying to do a pretty decent... Because, like, man, the original voice actor for Uncle Iroh had such a specific voice that, like, that's... You're never gonna find anyone to replicate it perfectly, yeah. but I appreciate that guy trying. But yeah, know. but oh, um, and he's got the headdress Roku, thingy. Yeah, Roku does tell Aang to make sense of our past. Okay, yeah, will bring peace to the future. So whatever that means. And then, yeah, um, that's well. The funny thing here is there's nothing here that Aang really needs to know. It's all about Zuko learning. And Aang says it seems like the Fire Lord's always a real dickhead, is what I'm learning from the past. Oh, and the rhyme and the fucking thingy thingy. That, mm -hmm. I forgot, man, 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 one bit in this episode actually made me roast Beefy Weef at mm. the end. Spoil, yeah. well, you already kind of know what happens in the future. With like, You know that Toph lives to be an old lady, right? Yeah. There's it's... a bit here where she's like, do you really think that ah, 
relationships can span lifetimes. Because, mm. you know, with, like, because she's talking about in regards to the Avatar. Like, yeah. With the Avatar, like, you know, living multiple lifetimes. She says that, which becomes a big, not a huge plot point, but, like, that gets paid off in Legend of Korra. Mm. And I forgot that with this being the first time of me watching these episodes since watching Legend of Korra, I was like, oh, shit, that's actually very sweet that they, this becomes a thing in the future where, yeah, so... Um, but, yeah, that actually made me cry uh, at the end, but the, that's, yeah. Yeah, the Fire Lord also says that he de fucking demolished the, the, uh, air nomads because he knew it was going to oh, be Oh, he actually, this is where was he comes out be... and says exactly that's what, yeah, I mean, we, yeah. they, they pretty so much that was, said that before, but now it's, like, explicitly, was, like, yeah. That was after Aang froze himself in ice? Presumably, because Aang left, there was no, yeah, must have been. So, like, it must have taken him... So he was like, well, I know he's going to be an airbender, but I'll wait, uh, I'll 12, wait 12 years, years until, until I attack the air nomads. Because he even says he, like, look, spent the rest of his life looking and... If, yeah, if he had just attacked, like, the moment after Roku died... Just kill all the babies. Maybe it took him 12 years to finally get to that one air temple? Yeah, Maybe he was like, I'll sense. wait till he's a uh, 12-year-old. People don't <laughs> hate me for killing a 12-year-old as much exactly. as they hate me for killing a baby. I can't kill a baby, but a 12-year-old? Mm, yeah. yeah. That actually, that's a really good point. Yeah, why did it take him 12 years? Yeah. Because even, so, I think that's part of the Aang's issues later, is that he had no idea the Fire Nation would, like, he had no idea there was even a war. Like, when he woke up and out of the iceberg, like, he had no idea there was, because he was, like, at the beginning of the show, he was all like, wait, there's a war? Like, the Fire... Because, like, even when Sok and Katara are like, oh, yeah, the Fire Nation attacked. They've been, like, fighting the rest of the world for a hundred years. He was like, there's no war. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Aang had never heard or seen any of this. So, yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Touche. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Zuko goes and talks to his uncle, and the uncle gives him a headdress, and it's like, hey, I no, guess yeah. this was in my prison cell for some reason, <laughs> behind a brick. Um, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I knew about my grandpa. Everybody did. He's like, no, you idiot. You had two great grand. You had, actually had, like, four You have great four. You have so many great grand. So many great grandpas. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, Zuko, guess what? You have 16 great great grandfathers. <laughs> They're all fucking out of their minds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What a shocking twist that he's related to an avatar. Yeah, oh, that's no. again. It's not like. It doesn't necessarily make it like like Azuko inherently good. No, he's like, just he's like the bad. There's a battle between good and evil that's always inside you because you had good and bad great yeah. great grandfathers. Or I mean, I get the what the, what they're trying to say here is that he's got equal amounts of good and bad within him, but yeah. it's a little bit weird to be like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So I don't know. Just because so, someone's the great grandson of like Hitler doesn't mean that they're like. I I'm kind of surprised he took the headdress. Yeah, and I don't know if the headdress ever becomes. I don't remember was the headdress that... becoming a thing later. And and I'm assuming that wasn't Roku's headdress. I'm assuming that's just another prince headdress that he was like. Because yeah, gonna... Roku's. <laughs> the uncle was like, "I'm going to use this as a prop later. <laughs> Teach my nephew a lesson." Also, like unless 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 someone buried underneath the ground and like dug up like Roku's corpse, no one's getting getting back to that original headdress, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Unless the great grandma had it and gave it to her kids, I don't. We, know. we saw her get off the island, so she could have yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I yeah again, I don't. And I don't so any the, of that becoming plot important later, but 
the story that the the lesson that Aang took from the story is anyone's capable of good, great good and great evil, and everybody has to be treated like they have a chance, even if their name is Zuko and has been a real dingus up until this entire point in the show. That actually, especially giving the Fire Nation another chance, is a little bit of a thing that becomes a plot plot thing mm -hmm. towards the end of the series because well we'll get more into that stuff but yeah but oh, that episode's end and what is it now the runaway <laughs> the runaway okay yeah man we've been talking for a while about this episode oh well, I, thought that, I thought talking. we were gonna blast through that one for pretty fast but yeah because not a lot happens but i guess stuff does happen so uh episode begins with off getting caught in a net Oh, yeah, it looks this like, like Katara has betrayed they, her. Yeah, she this says, is the I one can't... episode that begins in media res where we're like, yeah. we don't know, have any context for what's going yeah. on, and they jump back. This is like how most TV shows, so many TV shows do this these days. Yeah. Like, kind of start with, like, every other episode of Battlestar Galactica wound up doing this, where it's like, yeah, you start off with like, oh no, what a twist, and three yeah. days earlier, yeah. And Toph says, I can't believe you've done this, and she gets drug away. Oh no. Oh no. And Katara's like, you did it to yourself. And three days earlier, they were all training, but Katara and Toph insult each other and just. They start fighting for real reels. They're, they're just, just kicking angry, the shit. And like, to the point that Aang's just sitting there going, hey, what's. Wait, what was going on? Like, what? What? Call each other fussy britches and mud They start slug. mud wrestling. Like, to the start point that. Start mud wrestling, and Aang is like, yeah, yeah. No, you do it. Which, you know what? I'm sure there's artwork out of. Yeah, fucking Katar and Toph. Mud. Mm, Probably a good know. thing he's wearing that blindfold, you know? Seriously. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. So it, eventually they break up and not break uh, they break it up and then yeah. they to get they go into town leaving katara behind to do a shop and then take a break and they have one last silver piece these kids go through money like nobody's business because they've fair, made a lot they've made a lot of money although we also but, don't see where they get money from too i'm assuming the occasional times where they go like i'm assuming this must be money left over from like i, I can't i don't know if anyone would have given them money when they left bossing say if they would have stolen money but like they did something though they made a shit ton of gold i can't remember what it they was. actually should have done this episode earlier after picking up Toph because it was, would have explained how they would have been surviving money wise for most of the series up until now but yeah yeah um but yeah so, so yeah just they Toph do shopping do and they're like what do we spend our last thing on and Toph's like that that guy's scamming people with the cup and ball game i'll, I'll win it because i'll just scam him and that's what she do she lets her win the first time because she's blind and then they bet the sword his fancy new meteorite sword but she yeah. makes the stone appear under the one she picks and they're all <laughs> and they run away and buy the whole town I guess because it's Fire Nation, you're not expecting anyone to be a secret Earthbender, I guess? So I guess. that's why you can get away with this so easily without anyone realizing what's up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when they get back, Katara finds out what they did, and she gets very scoldy, saying, No, 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 naughty, naughty, don't do that again. And Aang's like, I promise we won't do it again. And then there's a montage of them doing it again and again. They I'm shocked there's not like an 80s tune dropped into the middle for this montage of like, yeah. They even do insurance fraud. They do the flopsy. That's not, they, <laughs> that's not really scamming scammers, man. That's just being an asshole. And I, I you get one more appearance of the Wang Fire beard. Because, like, it's it's fucking Sokka showing up after Toph throws herself in mm. front of a cart. Mm. And, like, yeah, you just see the guy off screen just load Sokka's Wang Fire's arms full of cash. And, yeah. Yeah. So much money. 
So That's like half uh, the episode. I'm scrolling through it now. We're already yeah, halfway yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. Katara is all Katara about it all and does some armchair analyzing <laughs> about, about Toph yeah. saying, hey, you're acting like this because your parents kept you locked up and, and they were too controlling. So you're acting out and doing whatever you want because nobody can tell you what to do. Blah, blah, blah. And they're, you guys are drawing too much attention to us, which isn't good because that guy can explode stuff with his brain pan is chasing us. Spark, spark, boom, boom, man. It's a very intimidating name. They should keep it, for sure. So, they also have enough money, and they need to stop. And Toph says, I'll stop what I want to stop! So, um... Sokka gets some money, goes into town, buys a house. Oh, this is not the bit where they start yelling about Katara being a mom yet. Okay, that's later. No, no. Okay, yeah. And, uh... Like, how much is a hawk?! That goes from, like, zero to six to having no money to buy... I, buy a messenger hawk seems to be, like... You think that would be like like a, like a five hundred bucks or something like that, and then it poops. It uh, but, does. I didn't yeah. notice. I'm just it watching poops. it now, and there's a little bit of wow. But yeah, so, when he's buying the hockey, he, he finds a wanted poster for Toph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He takes it back and is like, "Look, Toph," and she's like, "What? <laughs> I know it's paper. I can hear it." What? I can't see what it's blind. Again, because last episode we pointed out that like, why is she chastising Aang for people being old? But like now they call it back. Like, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. And uh, they've given her the nickname The Runaway, and she's wanted, and uh, I the drawing looks like her, but with sharpy, nasty, pointy teeth. And, like, I like and... love that she asked Sokka if it's a good likeness of her, and he's like, yeah, it's actually pretty good. And we've seen that Sokka can't draw, so I yeah. think it is Sokka. He legitimately thinks it's a good drawing of her. It's not like yeah. he's, he's making fun of her or anything like that. But no, yeah. no, no, no. And uh, she's like, hey, we're just this uh, wanted poster is just going to be our little secret. She's like, why don't you go, you can go buy an atlas, you could like start making armor for Appa if you want. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah sure, okay, great. Yeah, and, and there's a joke that he doesn't know how to use the messenger bird, he tells it to fly to the South Pole. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. It, just, it just shrugs at him. I've so, never uh, felt more seen by someone in anything where someone buys something expensive and doesn't know what they're going <laughs> to do with it, so it just sits What are you there. talking about? What are you talking about? So uh, they go back to town and they scam some more people. But uh, when they get back from this scam session we, that happens off screen, Katara's waiting. She found the poster because she went through Toph's stuff. And Toph's I... like, what the hell, man? You went through my stuff? And she's like, it was strewn everywhere. I was just tying it up. I just and tying happened to find it, it. And uh, it turns out, nah, you're right. I just, I I just love Katara as a fucking... She's rifling through other people's shit. I do like, I mean, Katara's in the right, but she's also being awful person in this Kata episode. Katara's I kinda the kind like of... That. Katara's the kind of the person that goes to the RA and says, hey, I think there's somebody smoking weed on my floor of the she dorm. She totally I can is, smell yeah. It. God, there was a thing. Uh, was it, I am, am I the asshole subreddit this week? I mm -hmm. saw there's a big thing getting passed around this week about someone who's, whether they should break up with their, like, boyfriend who, uh, their boyfriend's mom keeps on coming over to their house and, like, rifling through her shit. Mm. And... And so that that person started leaving notes for the, her boyfriend's mom to find while rifling through her stuff, uh, causing that that mom's uh, that that boyfriend's mom to think she was crazy. And everyone was like, and the whole reason she was like, you know, submitting to I, am I the asshole? She was like, am I an asshole for fucking with the momless win? Everyone's like, no, the mom's being a fucking asshole. She should be rifling through your shit. You yeah. totally have the right to what the fuck with her. And so Katara's totally the asshole mom in this situation. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. 
But it turns out she, she was only rifling through because she thought uh, Toph was hiding something. It turns out she was right. And, yeah. and she extra yeah. doubles down on, like, you gotta stop this shit. Yeah. She yells at Katara that she's just a bossy bitch and tries to be everyone's mom. And yeah. She isn't everyone's mom and she could do whatever she, she does... wants, dang it. I do like, she's like, I'm not a, and this is when she's all like, I'm not a mom, right? To, to Sokka and, 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 and Aang, and they're just like, we're staying out of this. And yeah. then the fucking thing, she's like, fucking, she yells at Aang, just like, stop arguing with your eye and speak clearly. And it just, yeah. like, oh, poor, mm -hmm. poor, poor Katara. Yeah. yeah. So they can't be around each other, and they go sit on separate cliffs, and Aang and Sokka come up with a, a plan and send a letter to Katara from <laughs> And Toph. she's only ten feet uh, away, that's the really best from thing. Her. And uh, yeah. she's like, I know this is you idiots because Toph can't write. The staging of it is pretty funny because like it's all in one shot. Mm. They send her the note. The note literally travels 10 feet and she just stays off in the distance. You see her open up the thing, read it, turn around, yell at them and then tear it up and run away. But like it's just fucking it's just very comedically well done. I thought it was very funny, but yeah. I need to not have Transformers near me, because I keep on fiddling with it. No, that's fine. Keeping my hands busy. Man, you were doing something last week's on last week's episode. I don't know if you were playing games oh, or Transformers. No, it was, it was probably Transformers. Yeah, because like, even at the beginning of the episode, it was I was loud enough I couldn't edit it out beneath your oh, speaker. Oh, no, it was like, click, I'm click, sorry. Pop, pop. No, I I'll, didn't try to I'll be keep crazy. all Transformers out of my reach. No, 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 no. But like, uh, this is for, uh, like, just if anyone else can hear it, like, that's, mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... They're tricky. Um, they are good. What transformer are you playing with? That's the better question. What's the name? He's a Decepticon uh, submarine. Oh, it's like a newer one. For is this one of your no, transformers or one of the kids? Yeah, it's one. No, it's one of mine. That's one of yours. Okay, yeah. From from. Man, they had a submarine. I never thought line. about that. Never I thought think about he's like a submarine. aquatic. He might be a boat. Oh, okay. Is it like an actual real world like vehicle or is it like a Cybertronian? Oh, uh, it's kind of a randomness. Mixture. I'll see if oh, I can okay. find him for you. That's the thing later. that I always, I always like, yeah, that I kind of washed away from Transformers when they started doing the more abstract trend, like Cybertronian vehicles. Where I'm like, no, the whole point is the best fun part is that they're actual like earthly vehicles that turn into robots. Yeah. I don't care so much if they just turn into like a Cybertron jet. No, and they always, the Cybertron jets never look very good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, not even that interesting, but yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, Sokka and Toph go to talk about their feelings. Yeah, and they talk about it. It turns out uh, Katara's down there just mm. nude and crying and naked just... and taking a bath and sulking. It is like a third of what she does in this episode is cry naked, so yeah. And then she did, uh, uh, Sokka says, Yeah, my sister could be a real pain in the ass. I'm not going to argue with you there, but I kind of rely on it because when my mom died, he, she took out a lot of mom's stuff. And now when I try to picture my mom in my head, all I can see is Katara's face. And Toph's like, I know she really cares about me, which is more than my mom does, that's for sure. And Katara he cries when she hears this. And so Toph gets a little teary eyed too, even though back when Toph's first step, first. First episode when mm -hmm. uh, she cries and when her dad's like, now you're locked up forever. You were like, this is the only time I think Toph ever cries in this series because she's just that much of a badass. That's she's what cried, I think. She's cried like every other episode. No. <laughs> I did totally forget this episode. A little though. exaggerated. Yeah, it even exists, yeah. but yeah. Um, there was I, one I, other time she got roast beefy weepy, but I can't I'm trying to think of yeah, something, but yeah. Yeah. But it is like, because she does admit that like uh, Katara's actually like is actually kind of compassionate and, and Katara's sincere and like she actually yeah. cares about the real Toph and not just the Toph that 
Yeah. Toph pretends to be. <laughs> Time passes, Katara comes to talk to her, and Toph says, ah, yeah, blah, blah. Do not apologize <laughs> to me. You are right. The scams are out of control, and Katara's like, nah, da, da, da. Do not apologize to, for me apologizing. I did not want to apologize. I won't do a scam with you. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. So she'll get locked up, and then um, they'll use the wanted posters. So the, she'll, they'll, she'll turn Toph in, get the reward money, and then Toph will just bend her way out of the prison. This is essentially the what they were doing. Have, have we talked about the good, bad, and the ugly on the show? Mm, That's no. the scam that Clint Eastwood and uh, What's-His-Face are running throughout uh, mm. the good, bad, and the ugly, though. Is. Okay. Yeah, you... The good guy teams up with the bad guy, hands hands the bad guy in for the reward, and right then yeah, rescues the bad guy. It was a bit in the second season. It kind of left the spaghetti western feel of the episodes behind after yeah. the second yeah. season. I think the show just got more plot centric and less like, oh, let's do an episode that's just like a tribute to this kind of like thing. But mm -hmm. yeah, um, but yeah. So she talk gets locked up, but. It's not an iron cell she can bend her way out of. It's a wooden a, cell. Why you, does the Fire Nation have a wooden jail cell? I'm going to ask, why wouldn't they have anything but wooden cells? That's what I'm saying. And it's yeah. not like no one no one out of this gang knows about metal bending yet. Yeah. Unless the one thing my housemates, when we were watching this last night, they pointed out that technically unless Combustion Man, like was like, hey, by the way, I need you guys to build me an emergency, like, wooden cell mm -hmm. in case I happen to capture her in your town. He's obviously like, super powerful because he shows up when Katara tries to collect a reward, and they're like, here's that girl you were looking for, and the whole town vanishes. There's just no one's in the streets. Everyone's like, like, yeah, I don't know if they left town or if they're just hiding in their uh, homes. And, then, like, they, and then they don't yeah. seem to mind that he's blowing up half their city. Half the town! Jesus yeah. Christ, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, fucking Toph and Katara get thrown in jail together. Yeah. They have one last, like, okay, they they, they essentially make up. Yeah, um, and then they figure out their bait for Aang to show up. and Yeah. Which Sokka and Aang show up because the girls have been away for too long. And then uh, uh, they split up and Aang fights the, the guy, but he doesn't do very good. And yeah, Katara like uses... Throw it into the fountain at the yeah. middle of town. It gets bonged and... <laughs> She no, figured... My fucking housemates laughed their asses off when she started running in place. When mm. she finally figured out that she could use her sweat to sweat bend. Yeah, which she does, and then she uses that to zip zop her way out, and then she freezes the big exploding man's head in a bunch of ice, and then all the kids run away, and Toph throws a rock at him, which he explodes, but a little piece of rock, a pebble, a pebble bonks him right on that hey. third eye, and he's like, brruh, brruh, brruh. I can't control his explosions <laughs> and everything just go boom, 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 boom. Presumably that's how sleep. he's lost his, like, because he's got, like, a fucking steampunk arm and a leg. Mm -hmm. Presumably, I guess it's through accidents like that while learning how to control his power when he was a kid or something like that. I guess maybe he just blew his own limbs off. Mm. Yeah, and stuff like this. So I don't know if anyone else even notices is, like, that's how they fuck up Combustion Man because, like, it was just purely an accident, like, what yeah. Toph did, but... Uh, but still, the, the, him getting knocked out is enough for them to run away. But yeah, I can't remember if they know this is now the Combustion Man's weakness or not. But yeah, They all escape and fly away on Appa, and at night, Katara helps Toph write a note to her mom and sends it away, and it says, Dear Mom, stop being an asshole. Love, Toph. <laughs> and then the, the, the fucking Sokka says, Where did hockey go? And that's the other mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if that note back to her parents ever becomes a thing. Like, I don't remember her parents suddenly showing up because, like, they're like, we got your note! <laughs> we love you! Or anything like that, so. Yeah. 
So now he's a puppet master. Oh, he's a puppet master. So the gang's... Yeah, okay, well, I guess we'll just uh, dive right into it, yeah. Let's... Yeah, sure. The gang's camping in the middle of some woods telling scoop spooky stories to tell in the dark, and Guitar tells some story about... <laughs> Is that not from the Nickelodeon show? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Guitar I don't tells know much about Nickelodeon, but yeah. ...about how her mom saw a ghost once in a spooky house, and you'd think that story would have something to do with something, but it doesn't. It doesn't have anything I to do with anything I thought that, like, the dead kid would turn out to be because i knew what the episode like turns out there's like an old fire fire uh, water i thought yeah i thought that like person in the story would turn out to be the, the old grandma in the story but no it's just no yeah no so uh toff toff says hey i hear people screaming underground oh no <laughs> just never mind. randomly and then everyone else is all like what yeah and she's like ah never mind must know must have been some bugs screaming or something i don't know then some old lady, who obviously isn't evil at all, rolls up, and their cat is like, Yeah, these woods aren't safe. Come to my inn. And they do. Yeah. Tress McNeil. And that is Tress mm -hmm. McNeil, right? Because yeah. she's did, like, half, half the lady voices on Futurama and shit like that. Yeah. Why can't... Dot. Why so often... I love Tress McNeil, and this is nothing against Tress McNeil. Why can't shows just hire people that are age appropriate for old and young people. Yeah. Why Especially is... anime shows where it's always like, I'm an old person or I'm a small child. Yeah. I do actually speaking of which when guitar is telling her story, she does the voice of the little girl. And it's the one time you see her guitar. try try to pretend to be a little kid. And it is legitimately spooky. Cause it's Mae Whitman being like, I'm a little pretty eagle girl. That did crack me up. But mm. yeah, it's not like, can you not just find old ladies to show up? Like, do they, yeah. ha do they have to take too many pee-bakes breaks through a recording session? You have to find, like, people in their 30s trying to be old? Yeah, so. it's I mean, Tress McNeil does a good job, but yeah, it's just weird. It's just like, because especially when someone's supposed to be, she's supposed to be such an old crone. It's, was that's... June Foray busy, also known as the only, old, the only old voice actor lady? I would, because she was working so much at the end. I mean, imagine she, maybe she was legit, legitimately, her book was all full, so who knows, but maybe. yeah. When did she die? She died just recently, <sighs> She just right? died in the last couple of years. They could have yeah, gotten 2017. Audrey Meadows. Mm. Audrey Meadows was still alive, I think. She had just done The Simpsons. She mm -hmm. played, uh, was it B? Grandpa Simpson's mm. dead girlfriend. She could have showed up and been like, oh, waterbending. Yeah. I was in the Honeymooners, and I'll teach you how to... Blood Ben Ralph Cramden. Mm-hmm. When he threatens to punch you to the moon, you save the moon. Ah, oh, the, the moon, moon gives, gives me my, my magic powers. powers. Yes. If we fight on the moon, I shall surely win, Ralph Cramden. Mm-hmm. Anyway, shut up, Bill. Anyhow, uh, uh, she tells them that whenever there's a full moon, people go vanishing in those woods, and the kids sleep through the night. And the next day, they waste more time. That on this tight, tight schedule they have by going into town and helping the old lady do some shopping. I, I forgot guess, their tight, tight schedule. Yeah. Listening to rumors about how people keep vanishing in the woods at night, and they, their ang's like, hmm, probably one of those angry spirits we keep running into. And and the old lady says, it's a mysterious town for mysterious children. I feel like Katara has to be like, we, well, we are kind of weird, mysterious children. Well, yeah, because Sokka's yeah. suspicious of her and is like, that yeah. was a weird thing to call us. And they get back, he snoops around the house before the old lady comes back, because I guess she lollygagged behind, and they're like, whatever, it's later, nerd, we can I think later on, later on, she finds out she did, like, she went out of her way to, like, a surprise shop for some, like, yeah. Water Nation stuff to surprise them with the Water Nation yeah. 
Uh, oh, yeah, Water Tribe meal later, but yeah. yeah. He finds a cabinet full of marionettes, and in the attic, they find a locked room. Marionettes they... for no particular reason, other than just no. they, they can justify just calling they call the episode the Puppet, the puppet Master, master yeah. yeah. So Sokka opens that door, a uh, locked door with his sword, and the only thing in there is a little lockbox, so Toph opens it by bending a meteorite into a key, and then the old lady shows up and is like, I'll show you what's in there. It's my nudie pics from when I was young. I was oh, quite yeah. a dish. Yeah. Well, it's my drawing that for... Jack did of me on the Titanic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't I look like a French girl? Nah, it's Whatever just that means. <laughs> it's just an old shitty comb. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. Oh, and that's how she reveals because it's a water like, tribe. It's oh, the yeah. last thing I own from growing My up in the tooth. southern water tribe. And everybody's like, oh, okay. Penny whistles at moon pies. <laughs> She's like, I heard you talking <laughs> in the woods about how you're from the water tribe. And I wanted to surprise you with a water tribe meal. So let's get cooking. And then she cooks all the kids and eats them because she was a witch. Dun, dun, dun. Then just cuts to credits. I feel End of so the Avatar. Cool. That's the yeah. serious finale of Avatar Last Airbender. Yeah. So she feeds them soup by bending it into their bowls, and they're like, gasp. What a twist. That's a flashy way to... I didn't think about being a waterbender would make you really swishy in terms of, like, food mm -hmm. distribution at the table. But yeah. yeah. She was the last bender of the Southern Water Tribe. And... and in these flashbacks, we get to see at least there was a time where the... Southern Water Tribe was at least something a bit more than three huts in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, there was like still, five they, huts. They still didn't know how to make defenses out of like no, ice and stuff. They had a slight wall and there yeah. were five huts rather than three. It's mm -hmm. still nothing compared to the, no. the, the Northern Water Tribe, but at least it was yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, and, and we get to see because she's talking about they, the, the Fire Nation. I'm probably already jumping. Like, yeah. No, but, you're fine. Like, the, the Fire the Nation, Fire Nation kept ship. Yeah, we get yeah. to see that's the Fire Nation ship from the very first episode. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every um, time the Fire Nation fought, they fought back, but each time they took away more and more benders till she was the only one left, and she got surrounded and caught, too. Yeah. Again, it doesn't make sense why they're not just killing people, but they have to be kidnapping people to justify why she's living in the Fire what? Nation. So. Why did the Fire Nation hate the Southern Water Tribe so much? It seems like they fucked them up. Uh, most of all, like the, they didn't bother with the like, Northern. They kind of just let the Earth Nation do like what they, they went, do. Like even though we just talked about in the last episode, it was Sozin's plan to like wipe out the Fire, uh, the 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 Air Nation to keep the next Avatar from being born. It almost seems like he just went like, oh, you know what? Actually, instead, let's fuck up the Fire Nation for twelve years before we start work on the Water the Air Nation, Nation for yeah. no reason. Yeah, the Southern, and specifically the wa Southern Water Tribe, more mm. than even the Northern. Let's just fuck those guys up for like twenty years. Yeah. So yeah, let's I don't start know with what... something easy. Those guys are peons. Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe they thought the Southern Water Tribe would like be the best allies for the Earth Kingdom if they were if their ultimate end game was to like. A conquer the earth kingdom i don't yeah i have no idea what the plan there was yeah. spoilers so, we never get any more clarification yeah. on any of that stuff in the distant past but katara's like i get it i lost my mama in a raid it is very bad fire nation nasty and the old lady's like i want to teach you the old the old southern water tribe bending ways and katara's like hell yeah i will learn from you i will it's great to learn my stuff so they go bending, and Katara's like, hey, I, I learned how to bend my sweat, and she's like, oh, cool, I guess. I can just bend out of thin air. Look, zoop. And she makes some fancy nails point. for herself. Yeah. And Katara's like, oh. Oh, yeah. 
we should be doing that, huh? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, you can also suck the water out of flowers and plants and kill them. Look, and she sucks all the water. And Katara's like, huh, I can't believe we've been bending for thousands and thousands of years and nobody's thought of that. Weird. Maybe only the first time. Is this, is this the leaf? Does it take, like, waterbenders being, like, taken out of the, like, the, the, the South Pole and then to realize you can get water from other places? I guess when you're living in a world where everything's made of water... You're not necessarily thinking about where do I get even more water on top mm -hmm. of that, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, she, she's like, hey, I want to show you the ultimate water bending technique, but you can only do it during a full moon, so we gotta wait a little bit. So, Which, and... that's the full moon thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, blood, blood bending becomes a huge story point in Legend of Korra. Like I said, well, I pride everything, but like, there's a whole big mystery about how there's a villain in the Legend of Korra is doing something, and and the fans were like, well, technically he could be doing that if he's a water, if he's a bloodbender, but it doesn't make sense because he can do it when there's not a full moon, and it turns out he could do it during the when there's not a full moon because. The, the showrunners were just like, well, let's, we're just ignore the full moon part. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're <laughs> powerful like, enough, fans, who, whatever. There was one of the first moments where the fandom kind of turned against the Legend of Korra a little bit, where they're like, well, then you just totally fudged that, like, it doesn't no, really... You're, I don't you're agree kinda... with that, because there's all different levels of powers of benders. And that's what they ultimately describe as, like, he managed, this person managed to figure out how to blood bend without a full moon, but, like, the yeah. fans were like... Well, that's kind of a lame way to like explain your mystery. Is like, oh, he just but, but that's what the the showrunners their excuse was like. He was just you know he was more powerful. But yeah, mm -hmm. anyway, yeah. So uh, the other kids go snooping to try to find out where the people are vanishing into nothingness, and they see an old man who managed to escape or not get caught or whatever and they talk oh to him. because the sun rose right when yeah he was about and to he get tells a story right about away. how he couldn't control himself and he started walking towards a mountain and he couldn't he, it was like his body had a mind of its own but the sun came up and he could walk again and he ran home and he said eh. and that was that so uh they're like hey i guess we did hear voices under the mountain and let's go check that out so uh at night time the moon is up, and the old lady's talking about, I never feel more alive during the full moon. And she gets all that hyper palpatine. It's such a, yeah. And her veins get all bulgy for weird That's reasons. That's grotesque. Uh -huh. I know she's a bloodbender, but I didn't realize she's, like, giving herself fucking, Choshin called it John Cena arms. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, damn, okay. Have you ever bloodbended your own veins? It feels amazing. Which, granted, that it's a little old lady. Her veins are already going to be blue and pop to the surface anyway. It's more just varicose veins than yeah. it is, like, powerful veins at this point. But, yeah. So the wow. other kids find all the Fire Nation people chained up underground. There's, like, 20 people! Like, what yeah. the hell was this lady going to do with all these people? I don't people? know. Why wasn't she just killing them if she hates I don't Fire understand, Nation so much? It's just the most vague, like, she was going to take out revenge on these people, but it's never, like, but, yeah, then, but then, then Sokka figures out, okay, this is all Hama. I yeah. guess that's the name of the, the evil Darth Sidious lady, but yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's busy telling Katara that she, when she was locked up... Oh, there's by, a cat the Fire owl. Nation. Mm, I'm they, sorry, uh, yeah, i just no, watching it now. It's, like, yeah. it's literally just one shot of a, a, an owl with a cat's face. Yeah, I didn't Gross. realize it before. Yeah, uh, I know, it looks kind of just more disturbing <laughs> than anything, yeah. 
Um, she was locked up. They kept oh, all. Okay, they yeah. kept water away from them and all of the things. And, and uh, she realized at some point the bodies have water, and she started controlling the rats with the waters inside We're their bodies. We're not going to explain she, what we did with our piss and pool, but yeah, you know, you and also the water it. that you can suck through the air that she already established that she. Well, she already said she does say like they kept us in like dry air place, mm, which oh, okay. I don't know what that is, but like yeah. <laughs> Especially because the like, dehumidifiers they had were working overtime. Yeah, because we already see that like the windows, like the ceiling of this place is open, so the full moon can kind of like come in, just yeah. so they could have that storytelling visual. But like, but then they they can't temperature, they can't like control the humidity. So whatever, 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 whatever. So uh, then she bends rats, and then she bends people. Yeah, she bends people on a full moon, and Katara's like, blood bending? That sounds gross. I don't want to learn it. Ew, no, thank she you. She just Yucky goes, poo. ooh, yuckers. Oh, you <laughs> yuckers. Like, yeah. And the old lady says, hey, hey, we gotta do whatever we can do to beat the Fire Nation. You gotta blood bend. And then she start, starts bending Picard, Katara, but Katara is like, man, you ain't shit. You have all, you're an awful bender. I'm much more powerful than you, She loser. really does just say, just like, starts, yo, fuck you, yeah. <laughs> starts kicking that old lady's ass. She, then I, I do, too, she does, that's my favorite, I think, bending move ever, is when you have water, and, like, you kind of smash your fist together, and so, like, you take two tendrils of water and smack someone in the head and the feet at the same time, so you twist them in space. Mm. Which, that's been a move that's been done a couple times on the show. Yeah, and she just totally kicks the shit of Hama. Yeah, yeah fuck. But then Sokka and Aang show up, and she's like, I'm gonna run bend these two fools. And she starts blonde bending them and attacking uh, Katara with them. But Katara freezes them to trees. But then she's like, I'll just make them kill each other. Yeah, and the try. real threat is that, like, Sokka's got a space sword with him. And yeah. that becomes the real danger in this scene is that, yeah. like, he gets... And there's a great part, really, where Sokka says, my, it's like my brain has a mind of its own. Mm. <laughs> Which is such a stupid thing to say. And, like, I can see if you said oh, it's my... Like, well, it's almost like what the old man said before. Like, like, my body's got a mind of its own, but my brain's got a mind of its own. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's called your mind. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, anyway. so they start flying at each other with their stabby stabbies all out, and uh, uh, Katara stops by bending the old lady and making her stop bending them. And the villagers show up and take well, the Well, it's eight. a great moment where, like, like uh, Sokka and Aang are about to slam into each other and kill each other, but she stops them for the last second while also freezing the old lady. Like, yeah. it is a nice moment of, like, oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. And they'll, they take the old lady away, but she's like, my work is done. You're a bloodbender now, nerd. <laughs> and she laughs and Katara says, <laughs> and, and that's the end of the, the episode. episode. She just cries and that's it. And it's like, damn, okay, fuck. And she could okay. just be like, I never have to do it again, you idiot. You taught it to me, but it's not I like I saved I'm my be friends. Yeah, it's not like... <laughs> I mean, it's gonna help during my period if I just want to get my period done the ASAP, but like, I don't yeah. think that's how that works, Bill. <laughs> no, you just you fucking... I, or you just sit on one of those orange juicers. That no. gets it all out one big go, right? Mm. Or you get a vacuum attachment. Moving on. Foomp. <laughs> Yeah, that episode was pretty That's, good. And that is the end of the that is the end of this week's batch of episodes. It's just fucking Katar crying, inconsolable in the moonlight. So. Yeah. Yeah, and so the yeah, the next four episodes are Nightmares and Daydreams, Day of Black Sun. Actually, okay, I, mm, the Day of Black Sun's a double episode. So yeah. you just want to do three episodes the next time? Uh, well, well, uh, well, on the. The, the, the wiki, which is what it goes up. Nightmare Daydreams, The Black Sun, Part 1. 
Blackstone Part Two. I'm just saying on on Netflix, those they combine those two episodes. Yeah, yeah, and then which will actually even itself out because in the next three episodes, there's a double episode. So yeah, if we just do three episodes the next two times, essentially we're doing four episodes twice. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll end with the Western Air Temple. Oh, actually, oh shit, we're so close to the end. So yeah, yeah, nightmares. So if we do three, and then another three. Oh fuck! And then there's technically only two. Technically on on Netflix, there's only two episodes. Oh, because there's Ember Island players, and then there's the four part season series finale. Yeah. So shit. So technically, there's only three or four episodes left. So okay, yeah. But we'll do three for the next two, and then we'll it's decide weird. what. Yeah. Like yeah. Wikipedia has like the viewers and the millions of how much each episode garnered. Oh yeah, and you'd think the day of the Black Sun Part One and Part Two would have a lot because it's like that's the climactic, but like yeah, it's got okay. So the last the last big episode arc, the last four parter has five point five nine million, but the day of the Black Sun only had three point seven seven, and like around it, it has there's like high, th- like it uh, is fours and stuff and. That's, well, that is that... one of my favorite things about uh, Wikipedia is that they try to have like the, uh, the viewership listings at all times. Mm-hmm. But it is funny then you go you go into like watch look at the uh, <coughs> look at ratings for specific episodes and you're like yeah why why do things there, fluctuate that way like, there are those weirders on? that are like I showed up for the last episode of this series the, which happens so I watched often. the last episode of Breaking Bad I didn't get like it. I watched the first episode and the last episode and I think I pretty much figured it out <laughs> like it's yeah. like what are you doing like yeah I'm trying to see so so the yeah the four part series finale was like yeah five point five nine was it millions or whatever yeah yeah I'm just looking at everything. Yeah, Boiling Rock. Spoilers, the episode... The series does not end when they invade the Fire Nation. But yeah, that's 3.7 million views. So it was only like almost like half of what the finale viewers were. Yeah, that is in millions. So yeah, about 3.5 million viewers for the middle episodes of the season. And then, yeah, almost double that for for the finale. But yeah, that is wild. Okay. So I didn't care much for the beach. Uh, Yeah. Avatar and the Fire Lord was fine. The runaway didn't add anything. I don't feel like yeah, it didn't really push the character development forward or what have you. Could just take that out. And I like Nightmare and Date or the Puppet Master pretty good. That one is a, I like yeah. That I'm trying episode, to right? think if blood bending becomes much of a. Th- I, th- I I was more just dis- it's more just like saying hey we thought like cause it, like because like even you at the beginning of the series you were asking me about blood bending because I think you mentioned that you may have heard us talking about blood bending on. Boy, Boy howdy. howdy! Yeah, I did. Yeah, so and that's. I th- yeah. I feel like I, I I no no shade thrown at Tress, but I feel like I would have liked uh, the Puppet Master better if they had gotten an actual old lady to voice. Because it's just so lady. just. Because it also just... doesn't hurt that you've heard her voice in so many other things too. The mm-hmm. fact that she's could play Dot and also an old lady. Yeah. Like, maybe don't play the old lady if you can also be like, oh, I'm Tress McPhail. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. that's more Avatar. Yeah. That's not the end of the world, though. But yeah, next week is actually like pretty much the, from this here on. It's it's pretty much every episode is like actual like plot stuff going on. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, nightmares. Actually, actually, well, nightmares and daydreams. There's more Zuko development, but like yeah, after that, so maybe technically one more filler episode, depending on how much you care about like Aang getting a uh, really worked up about whether or not the invasion of the fire nation is going to be a success but what mm. else been going on 
Uh, it's Scourge. Scourge is the Transformer I was messing with. Just FYI. Scourge. Let's Scourge. Scourge. It's funny because like my housemates and I, whenever we talk about the cats being scared or something, for some reason we just pronounce it as Scurd. Oh no, you're so scared. Oh yeah, yeah, you got so it. So I thought about like. Scurred. Scourge. Oh, he's so scared. Well, let's see. Scourge Transformer. Mm-hmm. Blue. He's got a stupid stupid facial hair. Oh, yeah, that is totally... That's like... Um, he's from the movie, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he's totally got that, like, Cybertron face. Yeah, that is totally, like... It's funny, because I guess that is still technically a G1 Transformer, but my mind's eye, because it's from the movie... Oh, yeah, it turns into, like, a motorboat. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's totally like... Man, sometimes I'll transform oh, the Transformers around <laughs> here, because we got yeah. quite a few of them. Oh, yeah. you, you know, you'll transform and you get all the lines perfectly aligned, mm -hmm. and it, it'll look real good in its car form, and then John will pick it up and start transforming it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> start smacking your kid a little bit. No. I love I'm the like, idea I, I like, of an abusive I, I, dad being like, <laughs> instead of being drunk and homophobic, he's like... No, you've I, misaligned no, I, his parts. I will never complain about him transforming a transformer. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. but just be like, no, I had it all lined up perfectly. You, <laughs> your little bit of ADD kicks in or whatever, it's, like the fucking so, uh, OCD Those wings are in, so yeah. finical to get finicky to get lined up perfectly. Especially John, like no. the older Transformers were like, before they got into the idea of like, okay, maybe the Transformers for kids should be a little bit simpler to transform. Yeah. Or like even the ones for the kids were still like, yeah, had so many fussy little Some of them and... suck, though. The transformation, like, is just <sighs> so flimsy. It's funny, because I still see, like, people... Well, even for, like, um... Uh, transforming, like, old the old classic Transformers, people have to put, like, uh, instruction videos online to keep other people from breaking their Transformers, because they're like, okay, you just got yourselves, like, an original uh, fucking Optimus Prime. Here's mm -hmm. the 45 steps you need to do to transform Optimus Prime without breaking them. Oh, there's it's a, not that intuitive. No, there's uh, like it, it, like earlier this year, I think it was somebody uh, second-handed John a whole bunch of Transformers that their kids had when they were younger, and uh, it's just a pile of limbs and everything flailing. And I try, I've tried to like, God, especially if they have tried are broken to, or anything. I've like tried that, to figure out now. how to transform them, and man, no, especially the the Michael Bay movie ones. Those are oh impossible god, well, they're to already just a, it's already a walking junk pilot as it is. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that transformer is still cool, but it is like I think that's one of the nice things. Like as a kid, only having like one or two transformers is that like I really got to learn how to transform yeah. those two. Like I had like Grimlock. And, well, I actually had one of those that just flipped, who just bent at the waist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, all you had to do was click, and it would just, like, pop into, like, um, robot mode. But, like, Grimlock, I really... Like, if you handed me a, glim uh, uh, a G1 Grimlock right now, I could probably transform it backwards and forwards with with my eyes closed. But yeah. only just because that was, like, pretty much the only other real transforming Transformer that I had as a kid. But Yeah. 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 Are those, like, those... Are like a lot of those transformers that you that your kid got in that box? Was it like still like diecast heavy clunky transformers no, too? No, no. Oh, it's all, all the plastic it's ones. All plastic okay. ones yeah. At least those are easier to handle because they don't weigh like five pounds. Yeah. Which not that's not super, but like when, when something's already complicated to transform and it weighs a whole bunch too, like it could be a little yeah. 
No, we don't have any like super extravagant transformers. I think the most expensive yeah. one we have is gotta the... get those masterpiece, those two hundred dollar transformers. <laughs> yeah, no, they are swank though. Yeah, Speaking I'm of sure. buying stuff and not having anything to do with them because they're just museum pieces you put on display, don't I? Yeah, actually play no, the, with, but the Triceratops oh. is probably the fanciest one we have, and he's still made of Man. plastic and falls apart if you bend him the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. A lot of broken transformers yet? No. Oh, okay. Like, pieces will pop off, like the, the Triceratops horns and his back panels pop off. And, but John's uh, not done anything where he's, like, bent, like, an no, arm no. backwards and didn't realize and he, I, I, I kind of, it's a lucky in some ways and unlucky in other ways. He is, he follows the instructions. Like, if you're building that's Legos cool. yeah. and you don't follow oh, the instructions that's... just right, he's like, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. This piece first. Okay. So. That's, That's good and so bad in some ways. Like he'll follow the instructions on Legos. I but I can see also these being kind of fussy and not being able to go with the flow a little bit too. Yeah. yeah. Especially if he's trying to play with other kids, I can see that being kind of an obstacle. Yeah. I don't oh, know man. about that yet, but yeah, he does do that with us. No, you gotta play it this way. Doesn't do it that way. Have you gotten many of the new uh, Luigi Legos yet? Uh, he has to earn those, and we haven't decided how he's gonna earn those yet. But Ooh. he's been talking about them. By learning how to hey. mow the lawn. <laughs> uh-huh. I know you guys don't have a lawn, but you have to find some... Exactly. Learning well, how to also... wash the car. We He had his four-year doctor appointment for his uh, turning four, and mm -hmm. we went there, and he did very well, and we got him a treat afterwards, and I he could have gotten uh, 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 the Luigi Lego, but he chose something else because... He saw it and he was like, "Nope, want this." I was like, and then later he was like, "Uh, how about I get the Luigi Lego instead?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, you picked what you picked. You gotta stick with the. Yeah. You gotta stick with that. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. I never thought about the parents and uh, a, a parenting thing trying to like that kind of discipline where it's not even discipline where it's like, like you're not put uh, discipline where it's not discipline is punishment. It actually mm -hmm. is just discipline where it is just like." You, there was a rule, and you, you decided to, you know, abide by the rule in a specific way, and you have to live with the consequences. Yeah, not yeah, yeah, not as punishment, but just as you have to learn. Yeah, live. You have to learn the consequences. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I tell you, you're probably gonna want one toy more than the other. You should probably <laughs> listen to me. That's a hard lesson. Yes, yeah. but at least next time you'll think about it even harder. Like exactly which one do you really want? Yeah. Yeah. I that, better that than like the hard lesson of like. When you're a kid and maybe you didn't campaign enough for the right toy and your parents get you the wrong one and yeah you know that that's a harder lesson when it's when it's an even bigger waste where it's like your one Christmas gift is something that you definitely don't want at least this is just a little like oh post doctor visit present but yeah not like a yeah not like a year defining toy or entertainment product but yeah yeah what you've been speaking doing? Of, speaking of which yeah I've been still sticking with Man, last mm. night was the last night I put Animal Crossing away. Mm -hmm. Speaking of year-defining entertainments, I finally uh, got the last two photos I needed for the last two villagers, mm -hmm. which is pretty much the last thing I needed to do in Animal Crossing. And yeah, last night after uh, getting KK's Slider song for last night, I think that's... Not to say I'm never going to fire up Animal Crossing New Horizons again, but that's... This, this morning was the first morning since the game came out where that wasn't automatically the first thing I did as soon as I woke up. How much of the, um, what are they called? The, uh, Nook uh, challenges did you finish? Are there any you didn't? Uh, you know, the, like, the in-game achievements? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, there's still a bunch that like. There's still a couple in there. I never even under. There's still like question marked out mm. in my in my journal where like yeah, I never some of found... them are like get stung by a wasp, fall in a pit. Yeah, there's very situational, just one off ones where it's not like you're trying to like get more of the the same achievement. It's just like like oh or like accidentally burn food while you're cooking it or something like that. Yeah. Or, like yeah, there's a couple like random. I think there's like something like get stung by bees at a, like a, a, a like a neighbor's like island or something like that mm. like there's one or two of those that i've never because i've never looked up to see what the, the secret achievements in the game are so yeah but well it is because like that's one thing i was never really worried about like i was never gonna 100 the game just because like even some of those i like <clears throat> even i forgot that like uh, fishing tournaments, engaging in fishing tournaments is something that, like, gets checked off and those, like, is, you get achievements for that. Because after doing the first fishing tournament in the game last, in, oh, the, in yeah. the first year of the game, I was like, I'm never gonna do this again. I got all the And also, I'm not, oh, I didn't even get gold, because that would take for an entire day. That's the other thing. Not Trying that. to get gold? There's literally no reason for, like, everything no. you do... And so I never competed in another fishing tournament again, but no. then I saw that you do get a special <laughs> achievement for participating in the uh, fishing tournament of each season yeah i, per I, was I like, did well, that but i was that, like you just I'm had never... to catch one fish and yeah and for yeah. some reason even though i was i like i was like well i could have tried i i like i missed one like uh, it's just yeah there's some of that stuff in that game where i was like yeah i'm never gonna yeah. do so i'm not worried about 100 the achievements so that's why i was like setting my own standards of like mm. what I, 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 I did everything in the dlc and when they hey. came out with the new Animal Crossing cards, they they had they, I got a couple new villagers, and those are the villagers I got photos for. But that was it. So yeah, yeah. Oh, go hey, ahead, Miko P. You could be you. I'd what be am I gonna talk about? I don't Let's know. Let's see. I'm gonna talk about Snoopy. What else? I I don't know what else been going. Oh man, I wrote down AGDQ. I meant to watch more AGDQ this year, but I didn't. I was distracted by stuff. Fat Animal Crossing. Anyone who listened to this, are you buddies with me in Animal Crossing? I actually, uh, yesterday, uh, for Animal Crossing, I had um, opened up my gates for people to come by and get DIYs. But no one came! No one else is playing Animal Crossing! That's another part of the reason why I'm giving up on the game. Aside from, again, there's nothing else to do in the game. But also, like, even when I host things for people to come by and get stuff, like no one's playing the game, so it's like even then, like extra, like why, why, why am I even worrying about doing anything on this island that no one else is ever gonna see? Yeah. So yeah. So that's another reason. Although to be fair, <clears throat> the fact that I got two years of entertainment out of that game, yeah, sixteen hundred hours poured into that game, which I I do keep on pointing out, half of that is leaving my island open for visitors, especially during the first year of the game. So, but still, even if I, even if it's just 800 hours, yeah, that's still a ridiculous amount of time sunk into that game. And it's also a little bit of a dark, <laughs> it's a bit of a dark moment too, because I always assumed that I would be able to look back on Animal Crossing New Horizons as the game that quote unquote got me through the pandemic. Mm. And here I am two years <laughs> later, having played the yeah. game every day for two years. And we're not any further through getting done with this pandemic than we were two years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh man, that's kind of grim. So, mm -hmm. can't say that about that game anymore. The game that got me through the pandemic. The game that maybe got me through the first half of that pandemic. Maybe, if we're lucky. Yeah. But, yeah, so. If Thank you, lucky. Animal Crossing. 
Even Thanks. though I complained about you and there's a thousand things that you could be better at, mm -hmm. I still got my money's value out of you. Yeah. Um, you been playing anything? Uh, Lego Incredibles? <laughs> What's, uh, is that a new set? No, uh, the, uh, the video game Lego, Lego Incredibles. Oh. Lego is that just based on the first movie or like the first? Uh, it's the book? second movie, but after you beat the, the second movie in story mode, it give, you can play this. The I was going to say, it'd be weird not to do anything about the first game. Or yeah. about the first movie, yeah. Yeah, you can run around the open world. John's been having a lot of fun running around the open oh, world. That's cool. Does he like he's, the movies? He's, he's like, eh, he doesn't care. It's more the fact <laughs> okay, that yeah. uh, it's co-op and he likes to play games with me now because we've been doing that a lot. And we've been playing, uh, he got in his head that he really wanted uh, the Sackboy's Big Adventure. So we've been playing oh, that. Wow. Is that just um, like a side-scrolling platforming game? No, it's it's not side. It's kind of top-down-ish, three-fourths view. Does it have better around. controls? Yes, it controls a lot Thank better than Sackboy. God, okay, yeah. It's still not, you know, Astro Boy tight, but, but yeah. it's better. Yeah, it's fine. Because I can't imagine any little kid honestly being into Little Big Planet controls. My, no, my nieces and nephews were huge into the Little Big Planet. Really? Okay. Yeah. But you know, you're a kid, Bill. You don't know better. Well, I guess if you don't Think know better, Think of all the shit we played with terrible controls yeah. when we were little. But that's because that was the only thing available. Yeah. It's not like I had a phone in my pocket that I could fire up and, like, play, like, not that, like, there's anything great about, like, mobile phone platform games, but some of the, there's probably some mobile phone platform games that control better than animal, than fucking Little, little Big, big planet. planet does. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. But I, between, <laughs> so he's, he's, he's been having fun playing with me. He wants to play with me, with the co-op stuff. And uh, I would just like to say, any game... That when what and Lego Lego does it very well. Any mm -hmm. game that doesn't give you a split screen when you're like separate from each other can yeah. go fuck itself. Is it just zoom out to like microscopic view of no, like you I guys mean, are tiny little people? No, uh, if you one character or goes you just too wander far off away screen from the air, ca other character, either the character on the other side of the screen will die or they'll oh. get they'll get zooped over to you, which is the same. Like, you think, uh, yo- uh, That's more for the course for the Lego games, I mean- Well, I no, no, no. Lego does it well. They'll do a split screen. Oh, they will do? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm talking about, uh, um, specifically, uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure, and you'd think Yoshi's Woolly World, which has, like, a baby mode for babies, would be great at co-op. That game sucks to play co-op with a four-year-old. Let me tell you something right now. Really? Because you, you can't- <laughs> You get long- If you try to proceed- the, it kind of drags the person that's lagging behind, kind of not. And if you're trying to hang back and do something and the four-year-old just wants to go and just walk, you can't hang back and do something because it doesn't have split screen. That's kind and, of uh, Nintendo in a nutshell where it's like, you, can, you appreciate that so, they're trying to do something, but like you kind of wonder if anyone ever actually playtested it with a kid. So yeah. you could, I, you can also ride on each other's backs in that, which would be fine. You're like, okay, the hard, there's a hard section, come on coming jump on my back and i'll carry you through it except the only problem is if one of the characters jumps on the back of the other one of the character controls the egg throwing and the other person oh uh, and then you can't so, like, like then you if lose I'm, half the... yeah if i'm controlling yeah. the character that's running around while there's nothing John, while do, john's though. on my back i can't throw eggs so it's freaking useless it's... you think it at least give you a little bit like semi-invincibility or something or like you could still you could still eat things though right yeah. 
So at least you have you can interact with things in a way that's not you just being hit, but still that doesn't help because like no. the other main way of interacting with everything, the main way of any is is, is spitting. Yeah, that's yeah, that's dumb. It's very that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, Especially because that's because it's like it's not like you're playing Yoshi's Woolly World for like the 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 single player action or anything like that. <laughs> no. You think of anything like the, the the multiplayer with the kids would be the highlight, but oh. well, mm. we've clocked a lot of time into the, the Incredibles. Um, the sack boy, he likes to play the first three levels over and over again <laughs> yeah. of, of, of Super Mario 3D Land or World or whichever one it is on the Switch. Oh, like, yeah, do the remake, the Bowser's Fury yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah. That's um, a good game! It's weird that yeah. it's only, only the first three stages. Not even the first three worlds, but just the first well, three stages. Yeah, and we'll go to later stages, but when we turn the game on, he always wants to start he with just those wants to, stages yeah. for some reason. Well! I mean, especially as a relatively and, new video game player, I could see, like, just wanting and, to get used to the control. Like, I could see why that would be that very comforting. One, yeah. I can pick him up and just carry him through the levels if it gets That's too That's true, too. Yeah. Which, is it is that up? That, that could be up to four players, too, right? Yeah. If, like, if you wanted to get Kelsey in there, I'm not... If you wanted player, everybody like, to get uh, mad at everyone. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, man, I can't imagine how that would play though if you were like one adult with two kids. Mm. You can't carry both both the kids at oh, the same time. Just, but yeah, that, your head would explode. You just do what? Yeah, fucking just die. Yeah. Is there for that? Is there a way to like put one of the characters into permanent like? They can bubble. They can bubble. Yeah. Okay. Oh, are you talking about? Is that this? That's wait. Is that is that all side scrolling? It's not like the Mario no, no, 3D Land where it's... no, it's the Mario 3D World that came with Bowser's Fury. Oh, it's just 3D World, but you can bubble yeah. in that game. I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. the the one. Where Whenever the, I think about bubbling in a Mario for, game, I always always think about some, the new Super Mario Brothers stuff. The yeah. one that for some inexcusable reason they gave it the like uh, the eight way control instead of giving you analog instead control. Instead of the full, which that's weird too. You like it, like yeah. I remember that was so weird firing that up. I was like, or am I con Because it's like, it should seem like such a relatively subtle thing. Mm -hmm. But like after playing, I don't know if maybe it was because like I just played Mario's Mario Odyssey recently or something like that. But have, having just recently played, maybe it was playing Mario 64 in the 3D All-Star Collection. But like you totally tell the difference between like full 360 directional control versus the 8s. And the 8-way and the eight -way control made a little more sense... When that series was on the on the 3DS, mm -hmm. because it was a smaller screen, the, maybe the thumbstick was a little simpler, but it, like it just worked. But it's weird to like oh yeah, on on HD on the Switch, like having just eight way control just feels so robotic. Yeah. 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 Again, at least you know that's nothing like you know your kid's gonna care about. But I had not. So all that to say, yeah. I haven't been able to really play anything new. But yeah, I was I own. was looking at it. I was just looking at it before we started recording, and it's. I've had, it's been a while since i played a Lego game, because it's been a while since they've put anything out. Yeah. Like, the last real full-fledged uh, Lego game was the Lego Movie 2 in 2019, because they've been working on that Star Wars song. That Star for, Wars one would still, still doesn't have a date other than a vague, just like, maybe sometime this year, after saying the same thing for the last two years? And it's... That they, is weird. It's, the, I it's the same engine they've been using for, since, like, 2001. That's what... I've heard some people suspect that, like... Because I think when they first announced it, like, there either there wasn't co-op or something, something, and people are wondering if they just didn't take the time to go back and rebuild the entire game with, like, more co-op or something. Like, no, there, otherwise, I think why would, been, why I would they... I feel like there's always been co-op. That's been a big staple of their game. But yeah, other, though, other than that, like, why else would it take... Why would that game be, like, now two years late? 
-hmm. Like, unless they're going back and fundamentally redoing the game. Ah, it's just so weird. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I guess nothing. Well, I guess we are at the point of the, the year where I guess nothing is interesting coming out this month, but I think next month. Yeah, we already talked about that, but there's a couple things coming out next month, but mm -hmm. I can't remember what they were, but like there's, you know, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I've still been playing. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Been playing that all week. Yeah, because it's, yeah. Act two or did you get to act three yet? I am still just early days in act two okay. where I, I had mentioned this before. I'd only gone through the first act. Uh, which is pretty much almost like the tutorial of the game, mm -hmm. uh, where it's like the first like you know three or four hours where you're just being taught you know how to fire bows and arrows, you know because yeah. you're a samurai on this you know in the samurai game so you're just being taught like you know swordplay and stuff like that. And the second mission was uh, the second act. You said there's only three acts in the game, right? Yeah. Yeah, the second one unlocks like the second island, the second half of the map. Even though I've been barely up there, but yeah, I did the thing of as soon as the second act opened up, I accidentally fell into the uh dlc island mm -hmm. which is its own cordoned off thing on its own own island i pretty much spent most of my time uh playing that rather than the main mission but i like i didn't 100 percent the dlc but i did do most everything inside i sucked all the marrow out of it though pretty much and mm -hmm. so yeah now i'm just back on the main island i just got the longbow which is something i didn't realize that you could miss if you're not uh -huh. going out of your way to find it yeah that's the second bow, which lets you shoot farther. It's more of a sniping thing where you can both, like, zoom in a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's not so much for, like, the heat of combat. But if you're trying to soften up, like, an enemy encampment through sniping, I guess that's what it's for. You can shoot explosive arrows? Yeah, yeah, Like, the yeah, moment I got explosive arrows, I was like, okay. Like, I might have my issues with this game, but any game that lets you shoot explosive arrows, like, through the Duke's Hazard, did, can't be all that bad. So. Did you get the poisons and whatnot? I got, yeah, I got all the poisons. My favorite, of course, is the crazy poison. Oh, that's that you, the, the fact, hallucinogenic ones. The fact that yeah. they they didn't have that, they don't have that in every single Assassin's Creed Creed yeah. game is baffling. That's man, there's like yeah, because the the, the the hallucination darts are you just shoot a guy with a hallucination dart and he just fights starts fighting all the other bad yeah. guys around, and him. you just that's, sit in the bush giggling. Especially if you figure out who's like the strongest person in the camp. And you, you have that be the person that you shoot, and they just murder everyone else mm -hmm. in the camp, and you just sit back and watch. Mm -hmm. Oh, especially like you know, because I'm listening to podcasts while I'm playing this shit, and I'll just fire up a podcast and just listen to the McElroy brothers laughing over something. Well, just all these motherfuckers are dying without me having to lift a finger, mm -hmm. and whoever's left over, I could shoot them with explosive arrows if I want. You can yeah, make them vomit I'm their guts up. Yeah, that stuff too. Like I'm, like I'm, like I'm, I'm actually unlocking more of the armors and like, I've got all of the special moves. Cause again, there's like three or four. No, there's like four special moves that you can get in the game that you don't necessarily have to unlock. Like the, I've got all of those. Like there's like two different sword moves that like suck up a lot of your energy to use. But like I've got those two. I've got. What's the other thing? The only thing I don't have out of that set is, like, I guess you could put flaming oil on your sword and run around with a mm, flaming mm -hmm. sword, and I don't have that yet. But then again, I, like, guess, like I said, I've just gotten back into the main campaign. That one's on Island 3, so... Yeah. Okay, which... Bit, there's yeah. there's a third island? I think we have... Or the third section. Of the, or third third, act, the, yeah. the third act, yeah. Um, Mostly in Ghost of Tsushima, now that I'm back on the main islands mostly there's because like the other the first act of the game is essentially tutorial it's all about you talking to a couple different 
older samurai who each specialize in a different kind of combat, and that's how you learn your skills in the game. And there's like a master uh, bow and arrow guy who, after you go into the second act of the game, after he's taught you the basics of how to use a bow and arrow, like he has guy. a whole quest about how he has a student her turn, her turn, uh, who turned evil. That's like a nine-chapter quest. <sighs> that that's all. That's all I've been doing all week is just. His quest line is up, so long, and he's so he's such a. I hate that guy. Well, it's weird because like every time you go up to him, you're like, oh, so your student turned evil. Why did they turn evil? And he's like, we'll talk about that later. And you're like, mm, that doesn't sound good. Are you, and like, you keep on having this conversation with this guy. He's like, are you sure you didn't do anything to cause this person to turn evil? And he's like, no. Yeah. And so like, there's been barely, even though I've been like doing all these missions, there's been barely any story movement other than like, yep, his, his student turned evil. We're like going to go over here and find all these dead people that his student left behind. And But yeah, it goes to Tsushima. I can totally see why... That's totally been scratching the Assassin's Creed itch for so many people, because that is a vast game. That island is so big. Yeah. Because uh, that's another thing. I started just, like, wandering around just looking for stuff just to do, just, like, ignoring the missions and just exploring and just, like, wandering around. And again, that game is so beautiful with the 60 frames per second on the PlayStation 5 and mm -hmm. all the colors and all the lighting and everything like that. It's just a nice world to exist in. Yeah. And yeah, I've been not, I've been trying not to take too many photos because you always <laughs> tease me for going nuts taking my vacation photos in my game. So that game is beautiful yeah. and it is hard to like the game is constantly presenting you with these beautiful little tableaus that it's hard not to want to take a photo of. It's not necessarily I tease you. You just filled your hard drive up with photos I, that's at I one do point. though, but like <laughs> actually even like even my I need to look at my Switch. And see how much that hard drive is just filled with, like, screencasts from Animal Crossing, which there's no reason to take that many screencasts in Animal Crossing. It's not, like, that specific be specifically beautiful. Although, there's plenty of momentous things of, like, oh, I finally got a photo from my favorite villager, so I will take a screen cap of that happening. So I've got plenty of stuff like that. Also, moments where I accidentally hit the button and did, like, s save, like, 30 seconds of footage that I didn't mean to do. There's plenty mm -hmm. of that on my yeah. Switch right now, and I need to delete a lot of that stuff, but... Yeah, but no, yeah, no, Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima is, like, pretty much designed to be that kind of game, though, where you want to take, like, lots of screen caps, even though you'll never look at them. Yeah. I never look at them, but I still no. want to be, like... Yeah, I've so definitely pretty, taken like, some cool, cool-ass photos in there that I've never posted. <sighs> yeah, and occasionally I'll, I'll want to take photos of me doing cool stuff, because I always... Plus, like, the photo I, mode in that is really, really, really nice. Yeah, they went really robust with that, so... Yeah, they were really proud with the world they built, and so, yeah, I'm always glad when... Kind of like the Naughty Dog thing, where like Naughty Dog games can be really pretty, so they built a really robust uh, photo mode into those games too. But mm -hmm. yeah, it goes to Tsushima. I'll probably still be talking about that all spring, just because that just continues to be a really nice, robust. And like I've got so many, I feel like I've got most of the basic moves and weapons in the game now that I have no excuse not to be fighting better. I, I'll still fight like an idiot, but at least now, whereas before, like I had mentioned that I wound up on the DLC island. And I did that a little bit too early because, like, there was a big boss on there where I was fighting that boss and I didn't have, like, some of the, a lot of the tools and, and moveset stuff that a lot of other people that I saw on YouTube that they had access to when they were describing how to beat that boss. And I was like, well, I don't have that samurai sword move and I don't have that thing. Mm. And so, but now that I've got more of that stuff, I feel a little more, a little more confident in attacking anyone in that game. So, yeah. yeah. I just snipe uh, everybody from a distance. 
Yeah, especially now that I got that longbow, which is designed to be, like, a sniping. Like, you could do that with a normal bow, but, like, this one is especially, like, yeah, you only like real fucker yeah, I, upper. I'd make more people go crazy, but they're just so stingy with the ammo on that. That's the, the thing. That's the, that. one of the first things I do because it's like predator hides that you have to collect from like the bears and the and the boars, yeah. and uh, yeah, those it's those hides that you use to craft uh, expansion upgrades for all your ranged stuff. And that's the first thing I did was upgrade, especially the hallucinogenic darts. But you can still, even when it's maxed out, you only hold like four of them, yeah. and it's also a bitch to find the ammo for that stuff. Yeah. I did earmark there's a certain one specific island on the southern end of the DLC island that is nothing but poison and hallucinogenic dart flowers mm -hmm. that I could just teleport. That's one other thing too. Playing I don't know if it's exclusive to the PlayStation 5 version or if the PS4 version was like this too. But in Ghost of Tsushima when you're fast traveling, that's just instantaneous. Yeah. Like even fast traveling from like one far end of the main island to like the DLC island is literally just like I just click the button and I'm just I, like there. I just teleport in. Like and I remember it, like, there's no load times. I remember I was, like, people saying shit. the PS4 had really good load times, but yeah. But yeah, the P PS5. I know the whole thing with PS5 is its load times more than anything else, and like yeah, the the, the fast travel is the fastest I've ever seen in a game. No matter how far away you're traveling, or even like because I guess they're doing the thing where like. The further you fast travel, the more time will pass in between. Like if you like if you fast travel from like 100 meters away to another 100 meter away spot, like they'll advance the clock by like 15 minutes in the in game. So like maybe the sun will be a little bit lower in the sky just to be like, okay, we're we're just assuming that you just like we're we're just resetting the clock to make it seem like you just walked over here. But like if you do the same thing where you fast travel from like the southern tip of the game world to the northern tip, like it'll be like a whole like. 12 hours will elapse because they're just saying, well, it would have taken you 12 hours in game time to get from the north, uh, you know, the southern tip of the island to the northern tip. But, like, even that, with, like, completely changing the weather and time of day and everything like that, the fast travel is still, like, instantaneous, too. So it's kind of funny to be, like, it'll be in the, like, noon on the southern tip of the island, and then you fast travel to, like, midnight on the northern tip, and it just still just instantaneously just, boom, you're there, so... Yeah. That's, like, really impressive. It feels like, yeah, I'm actually playing a video game in the future. But... Yeah, it's a yeah. good game. You watch anything this week or do anything? Like, no. In terms of... No. Is, is, you don't have any opinions about Boba Fett? <sighs> no, heck no. I hate Boba Fett, man. <laughs> man, people hate... Even people like Boba Fett. They did, like, this terrible bite gang thing in Boba Fett this week. People hate that bite gang. Because they put, like... It's, it was an episode directed by Robert Rodriguez, who was a terrible action director. And, like, there's this terrible chase scene with this, like, bike gang with, like, these Power Ranger-colored motorbikes. And it just looked... Like, the CGI was really terrible, and the mm. chase itself was, like, super slow. And the gang themselves were, like, something out of fucking, like, Spy Kids, and it was just... Nice, like, everything nice. was awful. It was, it was the worst action sequence I've ever seen in a Star Wars live-action thing. But what and is, come on, what is more Boba mean, Fett than everybody getting super hyped that he's going to have his own show and then it winds up sucking? That's the most it's, Boba Fett. It is, that show has been terrible so far. But like, yeah, this Robert Rodriguez, oof a do, man. That fucking, I hate him so much. He's such a <laughs> terrible director. It's great. I hate him so much. I love hating him because he is so incompetent. Is he Robert the Spy Rodriguez. Kids guy? 
is Spy Kids. And this okay. totally episode totally feels like Spy Kids, which that's driving the fans extra crazy because they <laughs> tune in to watch. Like, I don't care about Boba Fett. Like, I'm yeah. not worried about them, like, besmirching the name of Boba Fett. But it is so funny to see so many other people who are, like, worked up about, like, I want to see Boba Fett do cool stuff. And now you've just got this Spy Kids street gang. Like, in the world's worst executed, like, high-speed chase in the Star Wars universe where it looks like it was... It, like, uh, it looks like Spy Kids. That's the only description to say. It looks terrible. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. Yeah. Fucking... God, they gotta have higher, better people to make that shit. Jesus <laughs> um, I try... I Man, it, do you care about Marvel stuff? Do you care about the Eternals? No. Uh, I guess Eternals came on this week on Disney+. Plus. Took me three nights to watch that shit. Yay! It's not terrible, it's just really boring. There's 15 characters in there, it should have been a TV series. Mm. Which is funny to say this was terrible, it should have been 12 times longer. <laughs> but at least if it was 12 times longer, they could have explained more of the stuff that was going on and get out, explore the character stuff, because... Yeah, The Eternals is a perfect movie where it feels too long, but also too rushed at the same time, which is... Mm. That's, that's a weird thing to say about anything, but yeah. Uh, well, and that's in The Eternals! The Eternals ends with their whole plot device at the end is about a, 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 a volcano. It's not in the South Seas. I think it's in the Indian Ocean. But, like, that's a volcano that explodes and it signals the end of the world. Mm. And it's funny that, like, that's exactly the same thing that happened in real life, like, the same day that hit Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I thought that was kind of funny. And then uh, I tried to watch... Have you heard of Tick, Tick, Boom? Uh, I know the name. I don't know anything about it. I, this had to be explained to me, too. I guess Tick, Tick, Boom is a... It's directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, the guy who did Hamilton. Oh, he's Hamlet a director told. now? He's a director. He oh. fancy. He keep man of a thousand hats. Mm. I guess Tick, Tick, Boom was like a stage play that was made by the guy who made the musical Rents. You know anything oh, about no. Rents? I, uh, oh, oh, yeah. I, exactly, uh, yeah. So you got that combined with Lin-Manuel Miranda. And this is starring... It's an adaptation of that guy's, like, I guess his first play... But directed into a movie by. Oh, Lin-Manuel I can only imagine Miranda. how great the first play of the guy who made Rent was. Because <laughs> the first he thing he makes always the best. Out. Oh God! And so I had heard so so many people jerking off about Tick Tick Boom, and like especially because Andrew Garfield's in it, and everyone was like, "Because Andrew Garfield's a new Spider-Man movie," and everyone's like, "Oh, he's so good in that." Then I heard people saying, "Oh, he's so good in Tick Tick Boom." And I do like Andrew Garfield, and so I tried to watch it last night. I only got about a third of the way through. I was just like, man. <laughs> oh, especially because this whole story of this kid it's about this like you know like i guess the kid from rent who made rent like it's all about him like slumming it through like 19 early early 1990s new york and how he's so broke and so poor and no one cares about him but then randomly the part where i shut it off where i was like this is too much where he's like oh i'm just dying in obscurity here no one cares about stuff except for the one time i got a rave review from steven sondheim and suddenly there's a flashback to the first time he met steven sondheim and steven sondheim gave him a glowing review for some of his work and i was like how do you just fax how do you just fail to mention this for like the first half hour of your thing where you're like oh i'm so tired and desperate no one likes my stuff but Steven Sondheim loves me. They're like, what is this? What? What? And so, and between that, you know me and my class issues. Mm-hmm. And this being a, a, it's a story about the guy who made Rent, and Rent just sucks balls from outer space. Yeah. And then also, 
Like, it's about this guy who's supposed to be super poor living in New York, like super bohemian. Made by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who was a kid with a totally born with a golden spoon in his mouth. And, like, something about that just seems so just, like... Get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. Maybe I, I, maybe I need to finish it. Maybe it gets better. But just, like... I don't know. Something about a rich kid directing a story about people who are, like... Oh, I had to, I had to bathe in the kitchen while my housemates were eating cornflakes. I had to worry to keep from betting, getting bath water on their cornflakes because it was such close quarters because we were so poor. Mm-hmm. And, like, being directed by someone who's never had to worry about money for a day in their life is just a little bit like, get the fuck out of here. Sorry, so you, Andrew Garfield. They loved it. I don't watch it, it every week. Yeah. You know, I was I mean, thinking about get... that. Yeah. Uh, how... Back in the eight, I don't know if it was because I was younger at the time, but I used we my family would go see movies multiple times in the theater, and I can't mm-hmm. remember the last time aside from all the kids shit that John watches now. The last time I watched a movie more than once, like yeah. since, that came out, like I just well, I don't you're do it a little anymore. bit because you're with a kid that's gonna totally like your your voluntary t- free time to do stuff is such a like. A permanent limit now yeah. that, like, of course you're not gonna still play, though. Like, yeah, like I don't watch movies multiple times. I really. What was like the last it. movie? What was the last new movie you think you saw more than twice? Uh oh. <laughs> Anything um, since John's been born? Like probably not. You love Frozen too. Oh, this is my favorite. It's so good. When he sings in the woods, it's hilarious. Oh, I love it. Man, I can't get enough of Kristoff. I hate the fact I know his name. <sighs> I couldn't remember if it was you. Or someone else's kid who was suddenly into Frozen 2, but yeah. Not, no, not here, no. Thankfully. Oh, really? Okay. Thankfully. A little bit, but not much. Yeah, somebody recently was like, oh, well, my kid suddenly, like, out of the blue was like, my kid loves Frozen 2. Like, they didn't even see it in the theater, but, like, they saw it on video now that's all they want to watch. No, I don't remember. I've watched, Frozen like, 2, of all things, I've, too. I've watched, like, some comedy stuff multiple times, but not really movies, I don't think. Uh-huh. Now I'll watch a uh, a speedrunning documentary on YouTube twenty five <laughs> times, but that's I keep forgetting. I, I don't have I time. Even... I don't have time to watch movies. <laughs> it's so funny how nine tenths of the things I watch is just stuff on YouTube these days. Mm-hmm. But when someone someone asks me about entertainment, why I watch, I, I just default to like movies and TV shows. And I'm like, well, tell them about like the fucking che- ret- tell them about the feature like Cheers retrospective you just watched. <laughs> Somebody like, salt that's... just put out a video on a game I've never heard of and uh, the speedrun <laughs> history of it, and it's three hours long. I have to watch it. Do you remember? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm trying somebody, to think, somebody put out a video uh, that was two hours long about the speedrunning technology behind the Hobbit game on the PS2, and I gotta check it out. <laughs> yeah, actually, speaking of uh, speedrun, did you watch any HEDQ this week? Not yet. I usually catch oh, okay. up later. I did. Start, uh, I started to yeah. watch one of them, and I was like, "It's good to see these people are still <laughs> somewhere on the spectrum." And yeah, they haven't. Man, I tried to watch something last night. What the fuck game was it? Where I was, like, interested in the game. It was, like, literally, like, one of the last things they were running right before they shut down last night. And the guy who was running it was just so... I couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. He was just being so fucking weird. But, like, not that he was saying anything totally crazy, but it was just, like, super high-strung, autistic, kind of, like, that kind of personality. Yeah. Where I was, like, it just it's just sucking the fun out of watching the actual run because the guy was just being so, like, kind of clipped and, like, high-strung about it that mm. I was like, oh. Um, I kind of wonder, 
uh, when they do AGTQ in person, if that stuff gets kind of kind of gets it's a little bit easier to take because they're like sitting on a couch with other people and yeah, but sometimes like, the people on the couch are worse than the people playing the that's, game. That's that's entirely possible too. Where it's like yeah, but when you got people just broadcasting at home. And like, there's no other, there's no one else, there's not like a background crowd cheering them on or anything like that, where someone's just very intensely like, they're like someone, like someone will ask them like a question or like, oh, can we do 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 do, do uh, can we uh, read a donation right now? And they'll just be like, yeah, okay, yeah, bruh, bruh, bruh. but like, it's like, mm, just it's not fun to watch. It's just so tense. Yeah. But at least if they're on the couch, there's a little bit of like, you know, people might be fucking around in the background or something like that. It's a little more, a little more of a jovial mood, but. But yeah, that's again. But that's still there's God knows there's already been enough couch weirdness at AGTQ that just being on the couch does not necessarily keep weird shit from happening there too. But at least they got rid of Blue Glass. That guy used to laugh in the background of every <laughs> fucking stream. God, yeah. the fuck that guy. I have uh, a, 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 people with weird loud laughs hit a certain nerve in my head that just I can't handle it. I like that because, like, yeah, the McElroy brothers, just McElroy laughing at stuff. Well, that's cracks fine. me the fuck up. That no, that kind of, like, no, I'm, that kind of stuff is fine. But when it's in the so background think, of like, what's the litmus like, test? Rich, Ev what do you think about a Rich Evans laugh? Uh, it's I can <laughs> deal with it. I'm talking about like if I'm listening to a comedy special, like a oh, comedy and there's special, someone... and there's one person in the crowd, like um, uh, what's his name? The guy that does Gene on Bob's Burgers. Oh yeah, he's got a comedy special, and there's Ethel one Merman, person. Yeah, yeah, there's one person in the crowd that's got a weird, weird laugh, and I can't hear nothing but that weird laugh every time. That the sucks laughs. if it's specifically a comedy special where it's just going to be that one recording. That whole thing, the whole venue is like, yeah, because at least because he did also. And there are people with weird laughs, but you all there's that part in your back of your brain that's like, are they doing that just so they can hear themselves on the recording? Or are they, like, a friend of, like, the comic, and they're yeah. just doing that to either fuck with the comic, yeah, or... Yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't understand. Did you see that guy? He actually... He, uh, there was a pretty cool documentary that Joshin bought that we watched where, like, I'm not much into comedy stuff, but Joshin's a comedy nerd. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy who did his gene from Bob's Burgers, he did a... It was all about him... He established, like, a comedy festival somewhere or something like that? And because his wife died or something like that, it was kind of mm. a dramatic thing, but it was all about, like, you know, the comedy circle that he runs around in. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't just, like, one stand-up thing, but it was all just about, like, all these like, other, like, I can't remember this, but it was pretty good. Just look up Bob's Burgers Gene documentary. Or Eugene Merman. Eugene Merman. Yeah. And it's also, I, I, I can't see anyone from Bob's Burgers without just being like, why is the voice of a Bob's Burgers character coming out of this meat person's mouth? Like, yeah. It's still distracting to me. Even John C. Benjamin. Is that his name? Uh, even when he does all their other voices on Bob's Burgers, it's just like, why are you even trying to pretend to be another character? Because it's obviously... All those voice actors have such specific voices mm -hmm. that when they double up on characters on that show, it never... I can't say it doesn't work, but it's just so obviously wrong that, like... Yeah, and no one. It's just whatever. But well, I don't know. I'm. I think I'm fat on. Stuff. Yeah, we could, we've been talking for. A while. We we have been talking for a while. Yeah, I'm just looking at the stuff. Anything I've been seeing on YouTube recently that's been interesting. Like 15 minutes on the Miss Pac-Man assembly line factory from 1982. Like like that's something I was watching last night. The video game years. 
mm-hmm. kind of got but like also it doesn't help with like youtube recommendations we'll just barf up like either stuff i saw before or some kind of random new shit that like i'll be like what the hell is this but, yeah yeah um can openers scrapple yeah nothing scrapple. on youtube yeah, just looking up all the all the stuff I've looked up on YouTube this week. If there's anything that really pops out, Train Records by Todd in the Shadows about Van Halen Three. Mm. Uh, Gemma Chan's Guide to Makeup. Oh, because I wanted to see if she actually had the English accent that she uses in 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 uh, the Eternals. Oh, the IHOP. I think I've played. I think I've dropped that. We may have listened to that together. The IHOP commercial from 1969. Where it has a silly voice saying "International uh, yeah, yeah. House of yeah. Pancakes." Yeah. yeah, that's that's been my YouTube viewership this week. Anyway. Mm. Gotcha. So shut up, Bill. We should nice. end the episode. What? Oh, speaking of what, what are we mm. talking about next week? I think it's Did you Aladdin. Out or you gonna... Yeah, I think it's Aladdin. I, I, you think it is Aladdin? Yeah, okay. I feel bad skipping over um, Rescuers Down Under just because Jonathan Mitchell is like, no, yeah. you guys should really watch it. But at the same time, I've seen it, and it didn't flow my boat. Maybe I'll watch it, and I'll chat with you about it at the end of the I We can always loop back around and do a special episode after the show is over. Yeah. Like, maybe that could be a secret. Like, we'll take a two-week break and come back. But, like, now that we've done The Great Mouse Detective, it does feel like a real step back to go back. Because even though Rescuers Down Under comes out after The Great Mouse Detective, though, right? hmm But, like, knowing that Aladdin's there... Yeah. Oh, that's a real bo- um, Unless, unless, unless the great- Unless the fucking rescuers down under somehow is something magical that, like, I will have regretted not doing when we could have done it organically, which I can't imagine there's a version of events in the universe that were, like, I would regret not having talked about the, the fucking rescuers down under sooner. That's yeah. not gonna happen. Yeah. Unless there's something so orgasmically good about that thing. <laughs> I don't think so, but I would totally. Dude, but the, the fact that like we're we're finally on a little bit of an upward trajectory with quality, it feels like a crime not just <laughs> to jump straight to Aladdin, like a hate crime against ourselves. Because mm-hmm. yeah, which again, yeah, I guess there's only a couple more episodes left, and that like Aladdin, and then we'll have to figure out the couple things to do after that, and the show will be over. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I just saw how many we've only got like two or three episodes of Avatar of the Party left. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, so yeah. Heavens to Betsy, okay. yeah. Aladdin! Aladdin! Man, we finally get to talk about a Disney movie I saw voluntarily in the movie theaters. Yeah, it's Zoo. Myself as what? like a semi adult. Wow. Yeah, I was, I saw, man, well, I mean, we'll talk about it next week, but yeah, I paid, I paid my own ticket <gasps> to go see that movie. It's not like I got dragged there by my parents. Yeah. I bought the VHS when it came out on VHS. What? Yeah. A whole wow. new world. All new world. So that's next time. Uh, How bad do you think Gilbert Gottfried feels when people are talking about like everyone's famous comedian was in Aladdin and no one says Gilbert Gottfried? It's always Robin Williams. There's got to be one person out there that says Gilbert Gottfried. Everyone forgets that there's two modern comedians in that movie. I mean, I love Gilbert Gottfried, but no one ever talks like. Oh man, and we'll we'll talk about that next week. That'll be shit we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about fucking. Mm, how you doing? Fucking speaking of like cartoon characters with Baron Midros hanging out. Jesus Christ. 
So uh, he's Mudger on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Try to pick us on Twitter. Try All that stuff. Get us out there. Share us around. Whatever. Yeah, the show's ending. Get us out there. Share us around. Get those numbers up now that we're... Yeah, punch us up at the end. Get us talking. Yeah. Well, I mean... Mark Marin, we, 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 we maybe we'll finally start re- responding to his calls about you know him trying to get us on his show. He, he still stop. has a show. He can't Probably. stop. He's always like, hey, now that like they they're never gonna film any more, uh, fucking that that wrestling Netflix show. He needs us now. He can't pretend. Yeah. He can't. He, he can't. No. He can't keep on playing this hard. The this Harden was it Harden go seek, hide and go play. What? Catch me if you can. What's it called when you play? When you when you're all like, oh, you can't catch me. I'm too good for you. Tag? Not tag. But there's like, oh, uh, now there's a term. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. What's the term when you when you're playing? Uh, hard to get. Oh, that's what I want to say. Woo, we hard got there. <laughs> hard and seek. <laughs> hard and seek. Seek me. I'm hard. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. <laughs> Seek me, I'm hard. <laughs> the end. All right, get out of here. Yip, 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 or whatever. I always got to end yeah, it yeah. on the fart. <laughs> I'm a bloodbender. Mm. Man, that must make fucking Katara good. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. So long, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yip, yip. I just said she got the fucking... She got the fucking tornado blowjob power. She's a bloodbender and you're gonna be sucking dick? Holy shit, the things you can do with a man's penis if you're a bloodbender. Holy shit. <laughs> Unless she accidentally rips it off and she dooms the air nation from ever coming back. Uh, oh, anyway, goodbye. So okay. long. going now.